Oh, it's Monday. Welcome in, everybody. Yes, three hours of power. The strongest threesome there is. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Gentlemen, how was our weekend? How we doing? What's going on? What's going on? I'm on baby watch over here, man. I'm... Oh, you're always on baby watch. <laughs> man. No, no, no. In terms of my oldest uh, is expecting her, her due date is August 31st, but uh, her daughter that she just had last July came three weeks early. There's no way this baby's gonna make it to August 31st, man. Uh, she had a, she was working a, she's an RN, so she left her uh, her shift last night to go home because she was having contractions. She went home. Her and her husband went back to the hospital. You know, false alarm. Um, they called Brax Braxton contractions. That's what they're yeah, called. Yeah, and so look at you, medical yeah, expert. Man. I like that. No, it's nothing but nurses in my house, man. So <laughs> so we were, you know, I was up to three, four in the morning waiting to find out what's going on. So. Oh. So we're on baby watch, and plus we got the baby, the, the, the 13 month old we have right now. So she had another appointment today for an ultrasound. So man, they're gonna they're gonna babies 13 months apart. Whew. I got to figure out where we're putting another crib in this bedroom, man. God we're still bless. trying to figure that out. <laughs> man, that is unbelievable. Well, that's man. good. How about you, Barry? How was your weekend, man? I did absolutely nothing I was supposed to do. So I had a great weekend. Yeah, that's the best say, weekend. That's, that's usually the best kind of weekend. Right, yes. right. I, um, I was supposed to do a lot of stuff. I didn't do much of anything. I, I, I cleaned my bedroom, which was a chore, because I, I, I don't know where I find stuff. Like, I um, I have, like, bags, traveling bags. Yes. And with the traveling bags, I usually put them in the corner, and they were just stacked on top of each other, and everything. Yep. My kids come in to borrow them, so they just throw them over there. I had to clean that little area up. Um, you know, you have those pillows that you put on the bed after your bed is made. Would yes. you ever get back on the bed? No. Yes, yes. Get back on the bed. Preach, I, I, preach I it. I did that. I uh, washed clothes. Well, washed half my clothes. And, uh, you know, because with me, I don't wear, when I'm on NBC, I don't wear the same stuff I at least a month. Like, I, I, I have a month worth of clothes, uh, shirts, button-up shirts, a month's worth. And then I bring them back and I wash all of them. Then I have a month's worth, wash them like that. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I never wear yeah, the You want to keep them look fresh. Yeah, I would try to go minutes, every yeah. like three weeks if I could pull it off. Somewhere right. I, I go a month, so I do that. I wash he, them. Yeah. He still won't do what I told him, though. He waits until he gets to the office to iron the shirt. Yeah, I man. always, here's what I, I always have my stuff laid out. I, even when it's casual, I have my stuff laid out the day before. Yeah. Um, and when it came to, you know, wearing suits and stuff, I would always have my suits and stuff ironed and pressed and take them in on a hanger. I would wear a different shirt going in, but my stuff I was going to wear on air, I would always have it always iron and press. Barrett goes to the office and irons, <laughs> confiscates the green room and irons in there at work. And I'm thinking and he was an ironing machine. I yeah, well, you that. know, you know what Al calls me. Remember Al? Oh, Al yeah. Call, Al, Al calls me Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, the iron, iron Man. Man. I like that. I like Iron Man. That's I'm like, good. what What if there's breaking news? You don't have time to iron when you're there. Hey, Amen. Then it just won't get broke. Yeah, <laughs> it'll get broke with Mickey's shirt on. That's it'll get broken a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm good. See everybody in the chat uh, room. What's up, everybody? We we most, appreciate you. The most relaxing thing I did was last night. All of us, you know, the kids and, and the family, uh, we sat around the fire pit outside and had they had s'mores. We just sat there and and just chilled. And uh, and, and you know, my grandson Cruz is like a, a s'mores bandit. Nah. That dude was only three years old. I think he had almost two by himself. But more machine. He loves he loves to roast marshmallows over the fire, man. So. Mama Brooks. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear you. That's good. I'm glad everybody had a yeah. good weekend. What about you, man? 
What did I do? Uh, worked, worked, and worked, and then worked, and then worked. But it was all good. It was uh, it was actually pretty relaxing, man. All that's, that's why you that's why you big money, Ellis. <laughs> Ellis, every time I turn the radio on, I hear your voice, man. I know, man. You can't. It's like it's. I, I'm like uh, a bad penny, as they say. I always a turn bad up. Penny. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. Listen, man. We had a uh, we had a good weekend in terms of sports. We had the Eagles game Friday night. We had two unbelievable Phillies games. Yesterday was, oh, yeah. a, was a turd, but the, oh, the yeah. first two were really, really good. Playoff baseball. Playoff. It was. It really was. Big plays, great pitching, uh, drama, everything you could possibly want. I mean, the Eagles game, you know, you get that killer first series, which we're going to get into in a second. Um, they get out of it unscathed, you know, not injured, thankfully. Um, you had some scuffles yesterday with Andre Dillard. I don't know what's going on, man. He is. He's a little edgy. Three fights altogether, two with Patrick Johnson, one with uh, – Derek Barnett, who seems to always be in the middle of this kind of stuff. And then we find out yesterday through James Harden, nonetheless, that the Sixers are going to be playing on Christmas Day. So, guys, we have a Christmas Eve Cowboys-Eagles, and then we have a Christmas Day Sixers at the Knicks. Derek, you look thrilled, man. No, because uh, Christmas <laughs> Christmas Eve, what what time is that Eagles game Christmas Eve? 425? Four, yeah, it's a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see, the game will end about 730-ish, you know. Then yep. we do a two-hour post-game show, so 930-ish. So Christmas Eve, I'll be getting home from Atlantic City because we do the post-game shows at Ocean Casino um, Atlantic City. I'll be getting home Christmas at, like, close to midnight. You're like Santa. That's when Santa <laughs> arrives. Man. You'll be coming down the chimney at that time. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> you know what? If I keep eating the way I'm eating, you better be bucking the set up. Woo, man! Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But like, if you're a sports fan and you're not, you're not working, it's it's cool, man. Put the feet up and enjoy and have fun with it, man. Well, and there's only the three of us will be working. Just yeah, like we'll be you. working. You'll definitely be working. I you think there's not to work. I think there's only three games that day, though, Barrett. I, I uh, NFL games on I Christmas believe, Day yep, yep, because yep. they loaded up Christmas Eve, right? I yep. think that's the way yep. it works. I'll, I'll pull it up right now as we as we speak. All right, so that week, which is believe it or not, man, it's already week 16 in the NFL uh, when that goes down. Yeah, there's only three games, so you have one o'clock Green Bay, Miami. You have Denver. Actually, there are a lot of good games. Denver and the uh, and the Ra- Raiders, uh, Rams, Rams, Rams. Sorry, oh, Rams. Man. And then Tampa, Arizona to close it out. There you're. There you're. Three games Ooh, on Christmas Day, bro. I'm bad. gonna tell you the truth. I'm. 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 And I'm just saying this because I, I know it to be true, man. I know it's gonna be true. Denver is not gonna be good. I'm just letting you know. What? Tell me why. why? Tell me why you think that because they have a good defense and they have Russell Wilson. But what's they their... have an okay defense now? Just okay now. Uh, they got Chubb back, so they're gonna be all right as far as pass rushing. Um. Their safeties are pretty good, but I don't know about their cornerbacks. You know, they got Ronald Darby starting. And I think most of all, um, you don't like Sertan? Wilson coming in. You don't like Patrick Sertan? I thought he was hurt. I don't think so. Uh, I haven't seen any reports of him being hurt. Okay. Oh, well, then, then at that case, yeah, the corners would be good. But um, I, I just don't think that, that, you know, going into this, that the quarterback situation is going to be as high as everybody thinks it's going to be. Russell Do you Wilson think he'll be good, good not great? Like what, Yes, I think he'll just be a good quarterback and not a great quarterback. He won't be – he is not the Russell Wilson of old. Everybody mm. thinks he's going to come in and be the Russell Wilson of old. He's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be the Houdini scrambling around that we've been fascinated and wild with through the years? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Even with the weapons that he has. Interesting. Even with the weapons that's, that he has. That's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very interested in that because I feel like he – 
sort of wants to prove people that I'm still Russell Wilson. And, and that's, why go in. that's why he's going to go in. He's going to go in and he's going to be trying to press the issue so much. And you know what I'm saying? And I think he's going to play his ball, not hero ball, but his ball. And not worry about conceptually the team, putting the team before it. Really? He's going to want to, he's going to want to, he's going to want to just be that guy instead of just running the offense, running what they, you know, they're giving them. So, I mean, it's just, this is me. That's you just know? your vibe. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, so, so I mean, Take it, take it as all right. It's 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 August fifteenth. You know we'll 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 revisit this back in in probably the end of October, November. Huh. We'll so so let's see here. They have uh, Javante Williams, who I love, and Melvin Gordon as the running backs. You have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, um, and a kid named uh, Kendall Hinton, who I, I like. You got Russell Wilson. Uh, you got a decent offensive line. On defense, you got Randy Gregory, Bradley Bradley Chubb, Patrick Sertain, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. I forgot about him and Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby has played better football since he left Philadelphia. Okay, I don't know if that's equate. I don't know if that equates to him being a, an exceptional corner, but he played. Be, he played better in Washington and Denver last year than he played here in Philadelphia. He absolutely did that. He yeah. absolutely did that. But yeah. I'm just. I, I, Everything, everybody's making a big to do about Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson will play average at best. Okay, right, Russell Wilson average. Woo! Wow, yeah. that's that's one to keep your eye. That uh, the West. He started. Has... He started showing it last year, but even before he got hurt. Let's see he here. Showing it last year. Okay. Look, okay. Look, looking at Russell's stats from last year. Uh, let's see. Completed sixty-five percent of his passes. Twenty-five touchdowns, six picks, and it was only sacked thirty-three times. He, now he only he played four times too with the with the finger or my, yeah he missed he missed that. three games okay and he threw for thirty one hundred thirteen yards um twenty five touchdowns in in six picks I'll take that from yeah. a, from a lot of quarterbacks I'll take that we'll see man we'll see Barrett's out on a uh, he went with Raiders uh not only winning that division you think they come out of the uh the West right in, yep. in general. Yep. So he likes the Raiders there, fall back for the for Denver. So that's uh, two, two so, things to keep your eye on. So let me ask you this real quick before we hit the Eagles. Which Who do you guys think will be the bottom feeder in the AFC West? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it, you're thinking Denver, Barrett. I'm thinking Denver for sure. Okay. And then the Chargers, then Ooh. KC. Ooh, and then uh, then the your Raiders. Raiders, your Raiders. Okay. See, I would, I, I agree with Barrett's bottom feeders. I, I think. I still think the Chiefs win the division. I agree. That's what I'm thinking. I think the Chiefs. And I just saw a sample, just a sample, small sample of uh, Mahomes. You know, Andy Reid, as he always does, played his first team offense yep. in their preseason game. Yeah, it took and him right here's, down the Patrick, field. here's Patrick Mahomes flipping it, rolling mm-hmm. around. That's the same. And he's got he's got he hit everybody too. Win. He hit everybody. And yep. I understand losing Tyreek Hill is a big loss, but Patrick Mahomes is just a special kid. I dare say he is he is definitely special, but if they don't outscore people, it's gonna right. be a problem. Their defense right. sucks. I think they have the worst defense in the division. I, I agree, agree with, with that. I agree with that. Absolutely. But, no question I, about that. But I think I think they are the one offense in that division. As potent as all these offenses can be in that division, I think that's the one offense in the division that can score at will. Yeah, the what the the team that's I don't know. Like I think there's a lot of talent. Is is the Chargers? I think there's a lot of talent. Yes, I, I don't know if I'm sold on their coach yet. 
And it just feels like every year they have talent, but and it's not that they've been bad, but they just haven't put it all together. And I need to see them put it all together this year. You guys have no idea how many years I've closely watched the Chargers. Number one, because I lived out there and I covered the Chargers back in the early 80s. And ever since the days of Phillip Rivers, you look at the abundance of talent that team has had through the years, through the decades. And every other year, they're picked as one of the favorites to win a division or to do certain things. And they've always flopped. And as much as I want to jump on the Chargers bandwagon, you know, I love the quarterback situation. I love the defense. I love everything about them. I just can't because of their past history. There's always something with that team that trips them up from doing great things. Man, yeah. you, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, how many times did they have the most talent? Yes. And not even make it to the um yeah. to the second round of the playoffs. Yes. Yep. Dude, you know how far I go back? I, I think I told you guys this. When I covered the Chargers, Don Coriel was a head coach. Air Coriel. Wow. Dan Faust was a quarterback. If you look to one side, it was Justin Jefferson. You look to the other side, it was Kellen Winslow and uh I can't think of the other Charlie person. Joyner. Uh Wesley Wesley Walker. No. Oh Charlie West Joyner. Chan- West Chandler. West Chandler. Chandler, yeah. Charlie Joyner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were loaded. They were fun. They were like, that was the – Eagles would play at one, and then you kind of nestle in and watch them just, just throw it all around, man. And they were fun to watch. I, they were, I, I they loved were, watching yeah. that play. They, call, they were called Air Coriel. Yep. Yep. Great uniforms. Dan Fouts could sling it, man. They were fun. Great uniforms. Couldn't, couldn't win nothing. You know, the organization can't win nothing. Remember they got 81, they got to the AFC Championship, and they went yep. to Cincinnati when it was like minus 1,000. Yes, yes. They, they didn't want any parts of that cold, no, man. I can, remember my, um, I can remember my roommate from college, my frat brother, my roommate from college, in 95, in 94, 94, they go and play San Fran in the, uh, in the um, Super Bowl. Yes. And got ran out of there. In fact, the only touchdown oh, was uh, – my roommate ran a uh, ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. That was their only touchdown. Yeah, Andre oh, Coleman. He ran a, he ran a, he scored the only point um, for the for well the only touchdown. Yeah, for San Diego in that game. Yeah, he ran Niners back to the park. It was Steve yep. Young and Ricky Waters and yeah, they killed him, man. They, they were there. squad then. Yep. Yeah, yeah. man. I'm looking at John Dickerson. 15 minutes in the show, John. You already started mess. He said, "D. John <laughs> watching San Diego State." He's the one who recommended Humphrey <laughs> to Howard. <laughs> that was rough. Team minutes into the show. My man, mess, John. <laughs> he put up crazy numbers in college. He had no business on an NFL field. No, none no, whatsoever. No. Oh, my God. Nicest kid in the world. Yeah. You know, he's the kind of kid you couldn't help but root for because yeah. he was so polite. It just, he was a great college player. He was. You know, it, it, but, he just it's a shame it just he was just one of those guys he was a college guy he wasn't meant for the nfl and not at all you saw it right away you saw it right away they tried they tried to, to shoehorn him in there and it just oh my, it, oh my god he was round pegs and square holes all yeah the time, he was bro. yeah he was Daniel pumphrey jaquan jared it's been a whole yeah. bunch of there's been a, there's been a few uh for sure well, all woo. right let me ask you guys um cuts come down tomorrow they go from 90 to 85 oh baby five cuts is this where Jay Jaw goes bye bye? See ya. Yeah, I think it probably is. Feels like now. That. You know what? They might keep him a little bit longer, only because uh, Tyree Jackson's not healthy yet. Yeah, um, it might keep him a little bit longer because now you got the two joint practices coming up, Cleveland yep. and then Miami. And he might stick around a little bit longer. Little yeah, the longer. joint practices are Thursday, Friday. Then they yeah. play the game Sunday. Yeah, yeah, man. It, um, 
I, I, when you look at the roster, man, who are they going to see? That's a good segment right there. Who are they going to make? Who the first five cuts? Who do you think it'll be? It's tough. First you five know, cuts. Wow. There's going to be a lot of good players not on this team come when they got to get it down to you know. The, the, I, I think Devin Allen says yeah. goodbye. You I think know, he that, might that be is, one of the first. Yeah. That experiment will be that experiment will be done. Yep. And a uh, couple of DBs mm-hmm. will be done. Um, they can't afford to let really any running backs go. No, Not they're yet. thin there. No. They're pretty thin. Yeah. Um, Gainwell's back, by the way. Practiced. Uh, he's back at practice. What about Kobe Smith? Uh, I don't know where you find it. Where, where do he play? Uh, D tackle. I I was thinking uh, Ronell Wren more than that. Ooh. Yeah, he's in trouble. Ooh. Yeah, Ronell Wren. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we can run through it. I mean, we'll, we'll like I said, tomorrow is the, is is the uh, is the cut down. I'm curious. Uh, I, we're going to get into the whole first drive in in the next segment, but I want to ask you guys: when you saw Hertz get hit, it was it was clearly a cheap shot by Quincy Williams. Okay, you saw a couple different things. One, to Hertz' credit, totally kept his cool. Just got up. Yep, let's go. Didn't didn't lose it. But Sirianni went ballistic. And Lane Johnson, Mylotta, and somebody else came to his defense. Okay. Now, not to the point where they got kicked huh? out of the game or anything. They played it really smart, I thought. Yeah, he's supposed to be here, too. All right. But, I'll but, but I'm excited that these guys had his back the way that they did. And this 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 team appears to be really tight-knit to me. And maybe I'm reading too much into one play, but I liked what I saw there with those guys. Well, guys, can you guys excuse me one second? Please? Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. You, uh, first of all. You don't want to see your franchise quarterback get blasted like that in a meaningless game. Oof. And sometimes, sometimes over enthusiasm gets the best of you, which it did with Quincy, you know. Uh, and I'm sure Salah talked to him about that. You can't, you can't do that. I was concerned because he took that shot and it was like helmet to helmet. I thought yeah, it was yeah. shoulder at first. He had a whiplash and it caught him, caught him right under by the jaw. Yep. And I'm thinking, man. But he bounced up. You know, thank goodness he bounced up. They all dodged a the bullet there. The team. And yeah. Him. Yep. When you consider Zach Wilson on an innocent run, all he did was plant his foot to make a slight cut and dough. Now he's got a torn meniscus. You mm-hmm. don't even know he's going to be available for the first game. Mm-hmm. That's how freaky these accidents happen. So, you know, first of all, you know, it's a learning tool for Quincy, you know, and Robert Salah, who's a great defensive coordinator. Well, I'm sure you got all over him about that. Uh, but more importantly, Hertz needs to learn to get out of bounds quicker. You, you you can see him coming now. If you your peripheral vision, you can see him coming. You got to get out. You got to get out of bounds quicker. I understand you're trying to get that extra yard, but you don't want to put your you don't want to leave yourself wide open like that. You can't. Defensive players are looking to make a kill shot on anybody who's got a ball for and especially quarterbacks. Defensive players hate quarterbacks to begin with because they're the chosen the chosen child. You yep. know, in, in the National Football League. Um. So so. If, if I'm near Nick Sirianni, I'm looking at that play two or three different times in practice session the next day with Jalen Hurst. Look, man, I understand what you're trying to do, but you saw what happened to Zach Wilson, and nobody even touched him. Okay, when you're going to the sideline like that, you've got to be smart enough to know that if somebody's coming in hot pursuit, even though you got lucky and got the unnecessary roughness penalty to extend that drive, you got to protect yourself. We need you upright and breathing not laying flat out on the ground. 
you know, so that's that's hopefully that's a learning tool in two parts. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I look. It, let, let's be clear too. If if the Jets player does the right thing, you know, he's not in any kind of danger. I mean, that was a really dirty. Like it he was. he should he should be suspended for the first game of the regular season. It was that blatant. Yeah, I he know. Do, the head dipped and he's throwing a, a you know a forearm shiver at him. I mean, it was ridiculous. And to Salah's credit, he 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 said it was egregious and yeah. not acceptable. Yep. And you know, and yep. and. Sirianni calmed down. He and he and Sala, you know, I think did their thing. You know, yep. and everything was cool. But I, I, I got to tell you, Gunner, I, you know, you watching. I think Sirianni is a very genuine guy. Like I don't, I, I don't agree. see a lot of stuff from him that I think this is controlled I nonsense. I really I don't. The only thing, the only thing I didn't like, and I understand why you you keep your you keep your thoughts close to the vest, is after the game, and the next day when he was well, Sunday when he spoke to the media again. You know, and the media's probing him, asking him about certain players and things like that. He gives you nothing. Yeah. He gives you absolutely nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I, yeah, I have no problem with that. He's not going to tell. What do you think about this? Well, oh, you know, he's doing a good job, you know. He's not going to go in depth and give you a lot, like some coaches will, mm-hmm. you know. Or he's not going to call anybody else and say, hey, he needs to pick up his game or else. Right. You know. Uh, but sometimes you're just sitting there waiting. Come on, say something. Say something, man. So, just a little something we can hold on to. He won't give you that. But, you know, kudos to him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to tip his hat too soon. No, but you it's clear that like these guys, you know what reminded me of? If you remember, this is, geez, man, like 2014. Do you remember Foles got cheap shot at and Jason, oh, it was but, Chris oh, Baker. Yeah. Washington, Washington. Washington. Yeah. So, you know, Foles gets, it was a blatant cheap shot. Oh, yeah. Jason Peters comes over and was ready to just, you know. Throw down. I mean, go. And I just had that feel to me like, okay, these guys really – have this dude's back and they are all one here. And I, that was a, it was, it was something good to come out of something potentially bad, you know, and thankfully Hertz stays in the game and he, you know, finishes the drive off and all that good stuff. Like you mentioned. Uh, but that, that told me a little something about this team. Well, Brandon Graham and Lane Johnson have both told us uh, over the past few months, they feel they have something special here and uh, something special entails keeping your frontline quarterback upright and breathing as well. And they're all for one, one, you know, one for all. They're going to look out for each other. They're going to protect each other. And that's understandable. And that's how you build that camaraderie and chemistry. Like that 2017 team, you know, they had all these new parts coming in and they immediately formed a cohesive bond. That's why they won the Super Bowl. It wasn't just talent. It was the fact that there was a a no-quit attitude, a no-quit bond with that team. And even though players kept falling by the wayside, the next man up was that, that team was the epitome of the next man up. Oh, yeah. You know, how I mean, many times did I say you? Thing. How many times did I say you from getting beat up, man? You got to have each other's back, man. How many times did I save you from getting fired? <laughs> let's, let's go there. You want to go there? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Right. I should have a job three times over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bear called me at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. D gun, where were you when I needed? What, what happened, man? D gun, I lost it. What do you mean you lost it? What happened now? Yeah. You know, I'm to talk him off a ledge. Hey, you're oh, like his count. You're the the concierge. Uh, you're his 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 counselor. Then well, I'm Chris really in trouble Chris too Lee? now, right? What's that? <laughs> that, what? that you're my you, you're that. Oh you're yeah, that, you're in you're big that angel over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mary, it's true. You tapped into oh, what no. you did. You tapped into experience and a cooler head prevail mentality when you hang yeah, out with D Gun. Yes. Now, as crazy as I am, I admit it, because I've had a few moments in my career. Um, I've also learned along the way <clears throat> that certain things that get us, 
when you step back and look at them in a the bigger picture, was it really worth it? I have to say, yeah, more times than not. Yeah, see, I knew you were going to say that. See, which means you're not learning. Oh, my God. Look, John Dickerson, Derek is an angel on one shoulder. D-Gun is a devil on the other shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Summed up very well. John, yeah. kudos, brother. Kudos it's for that. It's true, one. man. It is true. <laughs> Yeah, but Bielet Barrett's still standing somehow, right. some way. Oh He's here. man! And that's why you're that's why you're on retainer, Derek right. Dunn. In case yeah. and I, haven't seen in any, I haven't seen any checks over the last five yes. years, but that's all right though. All I right, so, good for um, um. Yeah, exactly. Here's what we have yeah. coming up. Hugh Douglas went in is going into the Eagles Hall of Fame. They made the announcement Friday. Big Hugh is going to join us at two o'clock. So we're looking forward to that. Not only talking about that honor, which you know well deserved for Hugh. We'll talk about this uh, this football team with you as well, and that defensive line, the edge rushers, which was Hugh's expertise. We'll talk to him about all those kind of things. So that'll be coming up at two o'clock. When we come back, we're going to dive into the first team offense and how they looked as they drove right down the field. Other things that stood out to us offensively in the game in general, and a telling sign, a telling sign from something that happened not even on the field but off the field that will portend to who makes this team and who doesn't. Oh, okay. Oh. And then we'll dig into our other takeaways, the defense, how some of the young kids looked, uh, all of that. Phillies lose two or three, but as Gunner mentioned, some some high drama kind of games, man, man. on uh, Friday and Saturday for sure. Q will be 2 o'clock. we got some other stuff. we got a really good on this date, killer birthdays, killer movies, all kinds of, and a great story that came out of Houston, which uh, I want to share with you guys as which well. Which doesn't uh, happen often. And uh, no, a it's, great story coming out of Houston. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so we will do that as well. So we got a lot in store. Don't go anywhere. Plenty of birds talk. When we get back, sports take D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis on this Monday, getting your week started the right way. Let's talk a little bit about finances and my man. Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Look, it is difficult to figure out who to trust your money with. You work hard. You want to make sure it's being invested properly and you have people that you can trust. Jim is one of those people, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, or if you have a small business and you need help with new employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted him with my current IRA, a couple 401k rollovers from other jobs, and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. You can also email at murray murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot jim at principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Day. Tell a friend and let's smash that like button. Let's get it going strong on this Monday. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging with you. All right, guys, so let's uh, let's dive into this thing. You know, as far as first preseason and preseason in general, but as far as first preseason games go, it's rare you come away with anything, <laughs> you know, frankly. But there were some takeaways from this game. Um, and let's start with the first team offense because Jalen Hurts and the first team offense go right down the field. Hurts ends up going six for six, 80 yards, touchdown, a 158.3 passer rating. Guys, he hit one, two, three, four different receivers Goddard, Sanders, Quez Watkins, and Jack Stoll. Not even AJ Brown, but he hits those four guys along the way. We just discussed the cheap shot that, that occurred as well. But they go in for the touchdown. It ends on the Dallas Goddard kind of diving backwards into the end zone for the touchdown. So let's start with this. Other than, yeah, it looked good. They went right down and scored against the vanilla you know, Jets team. What are the takeaways from that first drive from the Eagles for you guys? Muted, Barrett. I'm going to go with they ran the off. He ran the offense that was that was given to him. You know, um, they wanted to make sure that they could see that he could pass the ball successfully, run the offense from a passing standpoint, and were able to do it. Um, when he did, you know, get hit on that play, I felt as though he had to get out the pocket. It wasn't like he, he could sit there. Right. In all actuality, to tell you the truth, the reason why he had to get out of the pocket because of um, Sewell Pater was getting his ass kicked. Mm. Sewell Pater was was getting beat. So had and a that's tough why night. that's yeah. why he forced him out of the pocket. Everybody's always oh, shouldn't have ran. No, he had to run because right, the left right. guard got beat. Got beat. Dickerson didn't start. It was Sewell Pater there. Yeah, 
And Dickerson's back practicing, by the way. He had a sore foot for people who don't know. But anyway. So he he was able to get out the pocket, (sighs) run, (sighs) and help them out. So look, when when I look at, you know, when I look at the rundown of the plays Jalen Hurts was in, uh, it started off a six-yard pass to Stoll. Then he turned around the very next play. uh, Lane jumps off sides. Comes back again. He's running. You know, he gets forced out the pocket again. Sewell paid her. And he hits Quez Watkins on a great, great Beautiful. pass, even though he went right. Right, right. And it was it was a great pass, great catch. Way to uh, wait for Quez to you know get his feet in, you know, slide his feet. Perfect way he did it. Then, like I said, the very next play, um, he gets hit by the kid. You know, I'm pissed off about that. We'll talk Quincy about that Williams. later. Yeah, Quincy yep. Williams. Yeah. But then he hits you know Sanders, and and that was great because we you know on a, on a on a little inside screenplay. And we had ran screens. We didn't know how to run screens the past last year. They run a screenplay to Sanders for eight yards, running the offense. Then um, he scrambles for a twelve-yard touchdown, gets nullified holding, which is a bogus call. Yeah, you know he just finished the play. You know, a lot of just finished the play. But then he turns around. The play they run, they use uh, AJ Brown as a decoy, mm-hmm. running him up the scene. And then, you know, you see Dallas Goddard come right in behind him, sits down, makes himself available to uh, to Jalen Hurts. He hits him and then fights and jumps over a guy to go to get in. To me, that's all, that was masterful. I'm glad they, they did it, man. They, they did exactly what they need to do. They didn't need to run. They passed the ball, get him in and get him out. In fact, I was surprised that he didn't – that he they didn't take him out for the rest of the game after that unnecessary roughness penalty. Yeah, I, I guess because he bounced back so quickly, and and I felt like they they and he had such momentum going that they wanted to just kind of finish that thing off and see where it went. I, thank God he wasn't hurt. Number one, because right, that was right, some right. serious like whiplash action with that cheap <laughs> shot. But anyway, Gunner, what what, what do you uh, what do you? Yeah, the way the way Quincy Williams hit him, you know, when you look at the slow mo replay, you can, you can see he led with a helmet, caught him right by the jaw. I thought it was concussion, to be honest. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, are we going to start this? with this already. Uh, I thought the offensive line did a very good job of protecting him to let him stand back there and survey the situation. Um, I love the efficiency of it. As we talked about it in the pre-show meeting, um, I was a little surprised they didn't come out, just run the football a little bit, you know, just to get that rhythm of the run game. I wanted to see that offensive line just fire out and just open up holes. But, you know, as we continue to discuss it, I see what Sirianni's doing. He's got to get Jalen Hurts up to speed in terms of being a pocket passer, a more confident passer, of waiting just a little bit longer for that receiver to free himself. Uh, you have five of the best guys in the league up in front for you. Give them the opportunity to, to wall off their, that pressure for you a little bit more. Don't get too skittish. Stay back there. And I thought he did a good job. You know, he ran like Barrett said. He ran on the one play he had to run because nothing was open. You got to take off. You know, there has to be that mental mechanism in your head. Okay, this play is supposed to occur in X amount of seconds. If it doesn't, then it's scramble. Scramble drills on then. And I know a lot of people don't want to see him running, but that let's face it, that's a part of his asset. You know, look at how many first downs he picked up in the regular season last year by being able to scramble. Sometimes too soon, but he got significant yards on it. Now the maturation process continues. Okay, we know you can run the football. Now we want you to be a better passer. And I and I think if you know if he plays again the next game, I think we're going to see more of that. Him throwing the football more so than them running the football because, you know, let's face it, that's what you're going to have to do. You brought in these weapons. You didn't bring in a $100 million receiver to be a blocker. 
Mm-hmm. You know, ah, da, da. but I will say this after watching how AJ didn't get a lot in this game, I'm going to change my views on AJ a little bit and say, I think teams are going to make a concerted effort to take him out of games. I think his numbers might suffer a little bit, which will free up other people mm-hmm. to do a lot of damage. But I think teams are going to make a concerted effort to take AJ out of games. Um, and it might be frustrating to him because all pass catchers want the ball, but I think in a bigger scheme of thing, it might be a overall betterment for the offense. Yeah, I think he's priority one for other teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, did, did I say that to you guys? I told you guys before that, you know, and I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I know I said it. I said it a couple times. I said that we have two number ones. Right. But I believe right. Smitty is going to be the one that's going to get the most, especially early in the season, because right. teams are going to see A.J. Brown as the, the weapon. Yep. But we know on the back side or even on the front side with him, Smitty runs such good routes yeah. that he's going to get – he's going to be open a lot of the time simply because his route running, he's going to be going against the number two DB. Right. Yep. Right. So Absolutely. he's going to get open. He's going to be open, and he's going to – and, and Jalen Hurts, all these guys do, just get it to him. Put it on his body because he's going to be open just for the nature of how he runs routes. We're just going to make him the number one eventually because the team's going to say, all right, we're going to make sure that, you know, Mr. Brown doesn't become who we, we think he can be. I agree with you, Barrett. I, I, and he's such a precision route. He, he's a technician, man, Devontae yep. Smith. So he will get himself open. But exactly. as, as I look at that, look at their schedule. There's only three teams on their schedule to me where it's going to be an interesting matchup with Devontae against against so-called number twos, uh, number two cornerbacks, I, because um, Green Bay has two number ones playing corner. New Orleans has two number ones playing corners, you know, and Minnesota has two very good corners as well. Those are the only three teams that, I, as I look at this schedule, that Devontae is going to have to work. You know, and who knows? Who knows? They could be the opponents could be banged up. They could be down to a, a backup body. You don't know who's going to be. A, but I'm saying, if, if if all things are equal and going into those games, Devontae's going to work. He's still get his numbers, but he's going to have to work against those three teams in terms of getting his touches. Yeah, look, that's fair. I, I to me, I, yeah. I I see a drive where he's hitting multiple receivers. He's taking checkdowns if it's not there. You, you know, I, I thought it were, there was a lot of positives. It, it's early. They're going to glean a lot more from these open practices on Thursday and Friday against Cleveland and then Miami. That's where the the Eagles are going to take a lot more away. But, you know, look, we haven't had – the public hasn't had the opportunity to see him, and I thought I saw some improvement in his game, and that's a good sign as far as I'm concerned. And, look, the bottom – the biggest thing is you get him out of there clean and and nobody got hurt. You know, flip side of that is the Jets, and and Derek, you pointed out a little bit earlier – if Zach Wilson simply makes a cut and, and the knee gives, and you're like, oh my like, god, I mean, that's world? how that's how tenable, like untenable things can be sometimes. Like it, you're just that much away from the season going to oblivion. And, and I guess from a Jets perspective, they're they're thrilled. It doesn't appear to be as bad, but this is the second time he's hurt that knee now in his yeah. very young career. Yeah. So it's a little worrisome. Hey, going into that uh, first practice with Cleveland. Now that you brought that up, as we get closer, just for fun. We should make a make a little not a wager, but we should make we should pick our player that we think will be get into the first fight with a Cleveland Brown player. Ooh. Who will be the first Eagle player to get into a fight with a Cleveland Brown player? Oh. I believe it's going to be Derek Barnett. Yeah, why? He, he's got to agree be more. He's got to be the one. Yeah, I could. I think I would have. I might have said Dillard, except for I'm sure he's been reprimanded enough right. over the last <laughs> day. He's going to be like Mister Goody Two Shoes in Cleveland. He'll do his job. 
but I don't think he'll be swinging away. He'll because he knows the coaches are looking at him closely. But I couldn't agree more. I think Barnett right now, as we sit here today on Monday. Now, when it gets to Wednesday, I may change my mind. But right now, I have to say Barnett's my number one candidate. Oh, no question. AJ Brown goes so hard. I wonder. Uh, something might happen there. I mean, there is no. He didn't take a playoff in practice. But so, see, and, usually with a wide receiver, if when a wide receiver gets into it with a, a DB, DB, maybe it's because the D is because the wide receiver is talking trash. Uh-huh. I don't know if AJ Brown's a trash talker. You know, DeAndre Hopkins used to talk all pretty. You know, remember when they were on Hard Knocks a few yeah. years ago? Yeah, and I forgot. Yeah. I, I forgot who they were practicing against. Washington, but he's talking trash. Yeah, you're yep. right, Washington. Yep. He's talking trash was, uh, in the corner. Yeah. You know, they almost got into a fight. Was it uh, D'Angelo Hall? D'Angelo Hall. That's exactly what. Because I yeah. know. D'Angelo talked more stuff than anybody I've ever yeah. met, man. Yeah, he he was. And, he, and then they showed the ISO where uh, DeAndre lines up against him, does a double move, and D'Angelo goes down and grabs his knee because he got faked out so bad. Yep, right. yep. Hurt himself. Hurt yeah. himself. You got hurt well, I, or, or it's the guy who's just scrapping and clawing to make the team who doesn't care, who will do anything to, to get noticed, even if it maybe is in a negative way, could be an option too. Now, you know, as far who, as right. goes. now you're not, you may not believe this, but you know who my number two candidate is? Brandon, Brandon Graham. Yeah. He talks all the oh, time. Yeah. Brandon he, Graham he, talks all day, 24 seven. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So I'll give you uh, the other takeaway other than the first team. And he was out there with the first team offense. Cam Jurgens is as advertised. I mean, he is in the open field, oh my pulling, goodness. athletic, edgy. How about the one where he knocks the guy down and then just pounces on him? That was yeah, Ryan yeah, S. Yeah. That one, man. Yeah, well, they ran a stretch play. They block, block down, pull a guy around, and he pulls around too to get to that Mike linebacker. And then when he gets there, he finishes him and then turns on top of him and rolls him up. Mm-hmm. I said, that's, that's fighting, man. That's, that's what you want. That's exactly yeah. what Kelsey – Kelsey is, but this guy's just a little bit bigger than Kelsey. Yeah. So can you imagine when he really, really, really starts playing the way we think he can play? Yeah. I saw him get down the field on that screenplay to Miles. I said, that's all I needed to see right there. You can tell that's Jason Kelsey taught right there. Mm-hmm. The way he you, got to the second and third level and kept going, kept his 100%. feet moving. But did you see him on did you see him on the um the, on the on the run drive block double team yes. run plays. He's he's yes. double team getting off of double get to the linebacker and then driving the linebacker into the ground. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, this Absolutely. dude's legit. He's legit, man. This is football. I love football. football yeah, Barry, you must life. have been just drooling watching that oh, those come cutouts. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, ridiculous. It was ridiculous how how good they look, man. Which is I'm getting my hopes up, but I'm not worried about them not living up to expectations, man. You know, this is what a part of being a pro is. I shouldn't have to think, oh, this is Philly, so they're just going to, you know, play like this, and then it's going to be a let- No, Something it can't be a letdown. Yeah. Right. No, right. it's not going to happen. It's not going to be bad. This is what this team should do. You have a, you should have the mentality, like, all right, this is our MO. This is our mode of operation. This is what we do. Because I've had that attitude before. Of course, you know, I go back to sure. Pittsburgh, we had the attitude. All right, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And we played like it. Once you have those expectations, once you once you felt that way before, and I thought they felt that way going into this game, which is why they went out there and played the way they played. This is just going to become second nature to them. It's going to be the norm to them. This is what football is all about. When you're a dominating team, you have that type of error about yourself. You're going to go out there and produce. Yeah, they got to produce. Yeah. Oh, well, well said, well said. All right, so 
couple other things. You, you guys tell me if I'm crazy with this one. So uh, Jalen Rager has three catches, 26 yards on four targets. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Um, I thought it was interesting that in the – oh, who do we have? Who do we have, Barrett? This is this, this my nephew. He think he can play football. Oh, yeah? What's his name? <laughs> tell me your name. My name is Mason. What's up, Mason? Mason what? What's going on, Mason? Huh? Mason Richardson. Mason Richardson. Okay, what what school do you play for me? What um what, what football do you play for? The Saints. He plays for the Saints over in Philly. Nice. They can't see you, man. Nice. There he is. The tall hey, dude, was, man. Wasn't, wasn't, isn't he, wasn't, wasn't he at my daughter's uh Yes, he was. Party? Remember he him? Was there? Yeah. What's up, Remember Mason? Him? Remember he was uh he was we were over to the where the uh bouncy was and the water, and, the uh, water slide, the water slide, and the um, the, and the that, that, was his, that was his daughter's house. Yep. Remember him? You don't remember him? He had a hat on then, though. Hey, I was over. I was doing working two grills at the same time. Seventy-five burgers. Yeah, man, I was smoking right. that day. Good see you, Mason. Mason, my man. Um, oh, so I was saying, so Reger does his thing early, and yeah. then he's in the no no pads. You know. Just Jersey second half club with AJ Brown and, and the rest of the crew. And I'm saying to myself, my man's made the team. He's not out here proving uh, anything in the third quarter. My man is on this team, despite what D Gunn has been repeatedly saying. Uh, he will be an Eagle come week one. No, I, I'm not saying that all the way because there's a couple guys that were that didn't yeah, have their jersey yeah. off. <laughs> they they, they, yeah, they, they didn't have their jerseys off. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, I'm looking like Bro, what what are you taking your pass? I don't like that, by the way. What I want Rager playing in the third quarter. Like, exactly. what are we doing here? What has he like, earned to, to be over there on the sideline laughing and hanging out with those bro, guys? And that's exact that's what I'm saying. Like, you got guys out there, you know, chilling like they just made the squad. Like they just they just all that. I'm like, bro, what what you doing? What you taking your stuff off for? I mean, like you just balling like that. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. I mean, I mean that's I look- that's on Nick. I, I don't like it. That. Me neither, man. Me neither. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at players like. Let me see. Let me. Let me look through the roster and see. You know, for instance, you know, like I'll there. give you the guys who should be doing that. AJ Brown, yes. uh, Dallas Goddard, yes. uh, Miles Sanders, yes, right, exactly, you know, right. uh, whatever. Jalen, those guys, not Jalen Rager. Give me. I'm the, the Jalen I meant is Hurts. Jalen Rager should still be in his pads and out there playing. Absolutely, absolutely. I just and I'm not blaming that. him. I, it's it's the coaches. Letting him do it. Yeah. How do you let a guy do that? I don't I, get I, it. I, I don't understand it, man. You know, I mean, keep your pads on just in case. You so know, you guys yeah. really don't think that he's – I think he's made the team. No, I don't think he's made the you team. You think just, he's yeah. – I, I think he's I on do. the bubble. I think I think Still. there's a tug of war. Is he, isn't he, should we, shouldn't we? I don't think he's made this team yet, to be honest. I'm going to stand by my statement from back I mean, in May, I, Rob. We know I'm not the, giving up yet. All right, we know the first four, right? We 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 know that's a given. And by the first four, we mean AJ Brown, AJ Pascal, Watkins. Yep. And we yep. saw Pascal had made it in a couple plays later in the Do game. Do they keep and, five or six? Okay, five or six. So here we go. They, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, like I looked over and I saw Quez Watkins with his pads off. He hasn't earned the right yet to have his pads off. He should yep. have his pads on out there. You know, like, Quez Watkins just, is on this team. I know it, it. It really has nothing to do with being on the team. It's right, about right. showing the game a little bit more respect. And you know, you're not. You you haven't done enough. You played one year. What you played, 
You know what I'm saying? And you have done, you know, you haven't pissed a drop yet. You know, you still got to go out there and, and prove you still belong in the NFL, man. I mean, he's going yeah, on his third year. But Barrett, that's the old school mentality, bro. Respecting the game, man. This is a new new era, man. These kids nowadays. And the thing is, the coach didn't say anything about it. Right. And you, right. Have, you know what's going to happen? You're going to see it again in game number two. You're going to see yeah. it again in game number th- preseason, game number three. Well, that's, I, that's the mindset well, now, let, dude. Let's go there for a minute. I don't think the starters play a lick. In the, in the in the two more preseason games. Well, we know ooh, Hertz ain't going to play a, a number. Nope. Well, well think about it. You got the open practices leading into to both of those games, right? Right, right. And to Barrett's point, after what you saw with Hertz getting lit up on that sideline, I think they were all like, all right, let's put him back in bubble tape you yep, know, for these, yep, these preseason yep. games. He, he, we were definitely not letting him back on the field. He won't be the field, period. And, and you got Cleveland. I think Cleveland's a more physical defense than the Jets. Way more. You know, no it's going to be some physicality out there, man. Both of these teams. Yeah. Miami will be too. Yeah. So, I mean, Miami I, too, yes. Yeah. And, and it's going to be two days of that leading up. It's Thursday, Friday. Uh, this this week's a Sunday game, which is weird. But it, there, it's Thursday, Friday, uh, dual practice or open practice, whatever you want to call it. And well, then the following week is a Saturday night game, I guess – Barrett, you tell me they'll probably do Wednesday, Thursday, and then chill a little bit Friday, I would guess, for a Saturday yep. game. Yep. yep. It's probably the way they'll do it. Kind so. of the same thing. You know, but if they if they're they're gonna be in for a rude awakening if they go into this um this um this Detroit Lions game with a laissez fair attitude, like we 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 already won the game. I mean it's yep. it's you know, they're gonna get a rude awakening. That's why I'm glad to go go out there and scrimmage this this Cleveland team and then go outside go out there and play them because Physical brand of football is what you're going to get that first game mm-hmm. from Detroit. Oh, yeah. They're going to go, know, I want to fight you. It's funny because, um, you know, as much, you know, you know, like you guys, I love football, any aspects of football. But my interest in hard knocks had waned. Like I always tape it and I'll, I'll speed through it. Over the last five, six years, has been, it has waned. Yeah, I agree. But after watching the first episode of, of Hard Knocks with Detroit and the fact that they're playing Detroit that first game, and as I talked about last week, looking at that all-star coaching staff that has played at, at the highest level, many of them, has played in big games, and they're a fiery bunch led by a fiery head coach who's as honest with his players as the day is long. I'm watching this series more intently now because I'm, I'm looking for little things. And just and, and what triggered me making a statement was what Barrett just said. They're going to be in a, in a fisticuff with Detroit that season opener. This ain't going to be no cakewalk. Yep. yep. It's going to be because Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley and Dan Campbell and all these guys are not going to let that team just go out there and walk, go through the motions. So it's going to be a dogfight that first game. Yeah, I agree. Do I you agree. remember? All I, I look at said, do you remember? That's right. Do you remember they put up over 220 yards on you? Do you remember right. that? Yeah. Do you remember the shellacking they gave? Yeah, that, was, that was like a non-competitive embarrassment yeah. of the game for a team that, that at least stayed competitive last year most of the time. Detroit, they, that game was just a, a truck steamrolling through them, man. That, that's what that was. And and in the worst kind of like the Eagles just shredded them on the ground. Like, oh my just goodness! Took them apart on the ground, and you know, it, it was one of those games. Um, all right, let me hit you with a couple other things from from the offense. I thought Huntley, even though the numbers don't really stand out, sixteen rushes, forty-eight yards. I thought he played pretty well, and I trust him more as a kick returner than I probably do anybody else. I, I see Barrett making a face already. I, I, I think, I think he's your kick returner. I think, I think he's, he's, he's teetering, but I, yeah. I think he's could help you if he's here. I think I think he's your kick returner. I do. He had one nice kickoff return 
uh, if memory serves me correct. And I love the way he hit the hole and accelerated. Um, I think that I think that problem is solved in turn. Who's your kick return? You know, we've discussed who's the kick returner, who's the punt returner. I think the punt returning situation is still wide open, but I think he is your kick returner, um, which means he makes his team as the fourth back. And Covey was quiet, you know, and he sprained his fingers uh, in the game too, which he's limited at practice now. He didn't really do much to distinguish himself in the game. Well, and that, and that's again to Rager, and that's to the return game. Where, where, where do you stand with the fact? I think you know, punt Covey's still he's still the guy, but I you know what? I, I really do. I, I really do see what you're saying with Jason Huntley. I like him. He's just been showing me thing. He didn't show me anything in his running in his running back duties. You know, he's he's one. He's on the in the most unfavorable. Uh, vantage point because he's he's got to make it he's got to make it as a kickoff returner but if he just showed me a little bit more as far as running a rock he could have cemented himself on the, a roster on his team almost make him so he's untouchable yeah and and he didn't do that you know um i thought he missed holes i thought he didn't run he didn't use vision and in hitting the hole he, he left a lot of hitting yardage out there if he had cut back sometime or stay front side front side sometimes on the runs he didn't do enough from the running back position. He he has to do it just like Covey has to become a better uh, player in the um, in the passing game. You know he's got to do what it takes, man. This is going to be the hardest fifty three man roster to get down to that I've seen in a very long. Yeah, time. I agree, man. I think it's going to be very, really very tough. Long time. Yeah. Usually guys yeah. snapped up real quick who get who get cut by the. Da da da. Absolutely, absolutely. Anything else offensively? Because we're going to go into the defense when we get back in the other segment. Anybody else show you anything? Uh, Ramos asked Kennedy Brooks. Anybody else stand out to you guys from an um, offensive line? I mean, Jurgens obviously, but was there anybody else? I will say, uh, I will say, Zach Pascal. Pascal only had two catches, but one of his catches was thirty-two yards. Yep. yep. And I think that's going to be his role. He might have two, three catches, but. He's going to have like that one extensive catch to to pick up a first down or you know get you in, get you into the red zone. I think that's going to be his role throughout the course of this season. Um, he won't get a lot of big numbers, but he'll get enough numbers to be very efficient in the structure of this offense to move the ball down the field and keep the chains moving. Yeah, I think he's is oh. going to be that guy too, and he he knows that's his role. He knows he's going to a team with AJ Brown and and Devontae Smith that you're not going to get a ton of touches. That's kind of what right. his role was in Indianapolis. But he's right. guy who knows the, the offense like the back of his hand and can help these young dudes get acclimated to it too. So he's a that's a really good move, underrated move by the Eagles. Yeah, I yeah, think. that was a very underrated move. I I Reed Senate what what oh. he's done what. I'll tell. I'll tell you here, Barrett. Let me tell you something interesting. Okay, so I'm. I listen to a ton of the game on the radio. Okay. Uh huh. And Mike Quick is a very fair guy. We right. all agree, right? And would like to see the Eagles do well. My man wasn't pulling punches with Reed Sinet. Like he right. was. He was giving it to him. Right. And, right. You know, like that's a play that has to be made. That's not even close. Like he looked. And at one, did Nick Sirianni say he was nervous? Like, yeah, we hear that too. Yes, mm. Reed, Reed said it. He, he might have he might have thrown himself out of the even making it to that the 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 uh, seventy five man yeah. roster. How about Carson <laughs> Strong can't even get on the field? Hey. What's going I on? There? I, I was just going to say if there was a disappointment was the fact that I wanted to see a little bit of this Carson Strong. Yeah, but yeah. then I listened to um, I listened to Sirianni after the game, and of course Sunday when he talked about how it was just a coach's decision. So is that telling me he's not ready? 
Um, <laughs> if it, he's it, not, I mean, he's not ready to play in a preseason game. Exactly. I mean, well, no, I'm not saying Sirianni said he wasn't ready. Sirianni basically just no, it was a coach's decision not to no, play. I, I no, I, I, I'm, know. I'm, I'm mean? sort of taking the leap. But oof, all right, I guess. Well, and also, you know, um, looking at, I mean, I knew, I knew that Garner Minshew was a gamer. He's one of those guys. He 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 may have the most terrible practice in the world. I mean, just 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 doesn't look like he plays football at all yeah. during the week. But then he gets in the game. He's a gamer. He, he makes things happen. You know, that, some guys are like that. And I think he's one of those guys. He's he's a he's a test taker. Yeah, not a test prepper. I agree. You know with you. He, he's got really good pocket mobility. He keeps yeah. plays alive in the pocket. I, I'm not telling you he's some great scrambler, but he has yeah, the ability exactly. to avoid a mess uh-huh. and still make a play. What you like? He's a really good backup. He's a, they have yeah. a quality backup there, and you feel right, good about right. that because man, you you watch around the league. I watched a lot of games on the end. I love that they just replay games all weekend. It's awesome, right? Right. But yep. man, you look at some of the second and third stringers. Whoa, man! You better hope your starter doesn't get hurt because they Bro, you defensively, fall oof, our third yeah. and fourth team are. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of. Oof. Oof. Yeah, there's a lot of that. All right, we come back defense. We're going to dive into not only what some of the youngins look like, but uh, big free agent signing made a play too. So we'll dive into all those kind of things when we get back and, and, and update you on some of the things that went on with practice yesterday as well for the Eagles. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little pro-action restoration. You say, what's pro-action restoration? Well, here's the deal. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, and you experience water damage or smoke damage or mold damage or even something else, they're the people you call that can come out and fix it and can clean it up and get your house or your property or your apartment or whatever straightened out. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. I've used them. They're absolutely awesome, clean, professional, price is right. They've been doing this for a very long time, more than two decades, all right? And as I mentioned, they're licensed, bonded, fully insured, and, and, and just have been a staple in the community. Somebody needs help out-of-state, in-state, whatever, they are not afraid to go there and lend a hand. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh- Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your- You betcha. But is it made out of- Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip- Smooth? Will you stop doing- That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. back what's up everybody thanks for hanging with us on this beautiful beautiful monday hope you're doing well hope you had a good weekend we are sports take jacob sports youtube network we just covered the uh the offensive side in the eagles first preseason game guys let's jump over here to the defensive side let's start with kaiser white jumping that route getting the pick which leads to the eagles second touchdown when Minshew came in there and they kind of pounded it down the field but Kaiser White already making plays, man. That was uh, that was nice. You look at um, the way the defense was called. Period. You know that's 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 really what I was looking at, man. They, you mean Gannon called a, a a great game as far as you know in well the starters called a great great aggressive game. He was aggressive in his play calling. You look at the you look at the DBs. All the corners were playing at least four, three to four yards off the um, defender on that play. You know, which which made the quarterback hesitate in his decision making, which allowed uh, Kazir to run up under the route because he wasn't even looking at it. He was just looking at how tight the DBs were on that play, which allowed Kazir to, to uh, undercut and make the play at linebacker. Mm. You know, so I mean, it's you know one thing allowed this to happen, allowed this to happen for him to get a bad pass off and get picked by Kazir White. Look, the guys up front pressing the pocket, rushing the pass making it very uncomfortable. All those things led, led up to that play, man. It's, I, I like his I like his, his game plan, the way he was calling with the with the starters. Was that uh, Mar- did they do enough for you? I mean, are you cool? You didn't want to see a ton in terms of like being multiple different fronts and whatnot. Of course I want more. You know what I'm saying? I want more. I thought they could have played a little more. I mean it it's almost I, I don't know a lot. It's just different when it comes to um the defensive side of the ball and the expectations because the quarterback position is such a, you know, um, not frail, but it's, it's, a, it's a position where you can't afford not to have your starter in there. You could be more interchangeable with the guys you had on the defensive side of the ball. So they could have played more. 
I know um, on the offensive side of the ball, we just can't get number one hurt. Mm. Are you got her? I like the fact that Kaiser on that interception, if you watched him on the replay, how he locked in on Zach Wilson's eyes. You know, he he locked and he just he floated. He he floated to a spot. And because there wasn't many open area, it wasn't open area because of the way that the cornerbacks were playing up on the coverage. You know, Wilson, first of all, it was a bad throw by Wilson. You know, you basically threw in the double coverage, which you shouldn't have done. But the fact that Kazir was smart enough to read exactly where he was going and he slid in that direction and boom, ball's right there to him. Um, you know, I've loved it. I've loved, I've watched him when he played with the Chargers. I loved everything about him. I thought he was one of the more underrated linebackers in the NFL mm-hmm. the last couple of seasons, you know, and I thought the Eagles got him on the steal. And I think he's a perfect compliment for what Jonathan Gannon wants to do with his overall linebacking play. I mean, you've got some, you've got some great, you not even interchangeable parts, but great individual talents that do so many different things well with this linebacking core from Reddick. Uh, to Dean, to T.J. To Edwards, to Kazir. Um, you know, sometimes you look at linebacking cores and they're like carbon copies of each other. But now with this group, you know, and Kazir, I mean, I love his sideline to sideline, his ability to get to the ball, his ability to get in the hole and stuff running plays. If nothing else, slow down running plays so somebody can come help on the backside. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about his play. Um, I just hope they can keep him healthy. First and foremost, keep him healthy. Yeah, he's a little bit on the lighter side. Yeah, yeah, yep. you got you got to keep him healthy. Um, he likes to get his nose up in there, which makes you a little bit nervous. But that's how he played the game. That's why he's been in the game. He's still in the game now because of his style of play. Yeah. But you know, I, I wish I could have seen a little bit more from Gannon. I'm not surprised we haven't seen a little bit more in terms of gamesmanship um, in a lot of ways. But that's to be expected. You can't tip your hand now. You're not going to tip your hand when you play against Cleveland practicing on the game Sunday. And we might see a little bit more in the game on Sunday against Cleveland, but you're not going to see the full arsenal. And I know we get excited in anticipation of what we want to see and what we think they can do, but, you know, we just have to be patient. But um, I I just like the overall nucleus of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I I was okay with it, Barrett. I didn't think he was going to show us a ton. In, in that first preseason game. Right, you know, right, right. Everybody's vanilla, you know, and, and the Jets are very vanilla. And look, is the reality the Jets are probably not a great team? Yeah, but so what? I mean, I I thought T.J. Edwards played well in, in the little bit of time that he had. He, he made his presence felt on a couple plays physically. I mean, right, Derek, there is a lot of depth, man. I mean, there, yep. like, Davion Taylor is, is there. Reddick, Edwards. Kobe Dean, Kaiser White, it's as good of four or five guys as I can remember in yeah, no question forever with this team. Yeah, uh, you look at you know, uh, Big Seals just text me. Zach Wilson tips routes, easy to yep. jump routes. Yep, yeah, yeah that's what right. I, that's what I just said. Yeah, yep. he's yeah. not he's not a good quarterback. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's good. Maybe no, he's, he's not. Not I've been telling you guys that for the last two years, right? What I say, he is not. He was not the number two quarterback in that draft. Mm-hmm. By far, he wasn't number two. In yeah, fact, he but- might have been the worst out of the bunch of five that were quarterbacks in the draft. But it, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm. That's why I'm saying, you know, I, I knew he wasn't. I knew it was going to be very vanilla what yeah. they're putting out there. You're not going to see anything. But what I saw was tighter coverage means more aggressive mindset means they're going to take the attitude of their coach. And they took the attitude again, and then Gannon was more aggressive. So the team played more aggressive, even in a vanilla front. 
they were still aggressive in how they were approaching the game. Guys were up on their guys tight. You know, that, to me, that's all being aggressive and and and, and understanding that you got to play this way in order to make plays. And it was a play made because they were playing aggressive. Yep. Schematically, yeah. we didn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing. Schematically, they didn't really rotate uh, defenses. You know, you know the front seven. It, it, it was real vanilla. But the attitude was there. Yeah. No. Well said. Well said. All mm. right. So the rookies. Um, we saw a couple times – Jordan Davis being disruptive. Jordan Davis doubled and triple teamed uh, on one play in particular in the defensive backfield. Jacoby Dean comes in and cleans it up. Dean had four tackles. You know, we saw a little bit of what those guys were able to do at Georgia. So let's start with Davis and, and what we got out of that uh, in his first, call it real, whatever you want to call it, NFL action. He came out like a man on fire. Blaze, guns blazing playing great, um, you know, reestablishing a new line of scrimmage, you know, pushing this guy back three yards in the backfield. Uh, I saw everything that you could see him for, you know, as, as the number 13 pick in the draft. You saw it out there. But then towards the end of the game, he started to fade a little bit. So are they doing enough in practice, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to get in shape to play an entire game? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I don't think it's just from his standpoint of, of the way he played, but I thought it's the entire defense. You know, those guys that played a substantial part of the game, you know, those younger guys, they all started to fade. I didn't know if they were in shape enough. Not just him, you know, it's just magnified by him because he's a bigger guy. Yeah. But for the most part, the entire second-team defense, I didn't see the the performance that I saw from the starters, but the starters only played one series, one one series. Mm-hmm. You know, but you saw when they were out there with full go. I didn't see full go, you know, the latter part of the game. So some of those guys may need to start doing a couple sprints at the practice to get in shape. A little sprints, you know, uh, just to get to build their endurance. Because once these games start rolling in, you don't have time to get in shape. You know, you're going to play the entire game. Are these guys in shape enough to play an entire game? Mm-hmm. I can't say that I'm, I'm saying they are. So is that some concern about the the, way, the shorter practices for you, maybe? As the, well, yes, the way they practice, period. I mean, will they – I'm, I'm wondering right now if you're going to see older guys, guys that are going to give substantial playing time, start running in practice or running after practice, you know, to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Start conditioning a little bit because, you know, playing the entire game, that's that's a feat that, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't do. I know those starters can't do it right now because – well, I'm not going to say that. They didn't have the opportunity to show me. But I know the guys in the third and fourth team couldn't play an entire game. Okay. I guarantee that. They couldn't play an entire game. Uh, Nicobe Dean. How, uh, wait, wait, hold up. Hold up before you move to Dean. Yeah. One thing I want to say about Jordan Davis is I think he's going to cause a lot of back issues for opposing center in the National <laughs> Football League. To be quite honest. I mean, they're going to be going to chiropractors. Or after games, instead of yeah. going to the cold tub, they're gonna have to go see chiropractors because you can't move that man. You know, um, his his quickness off the snap is is incredible for a guy of that size, being six six, three hundred forty pounds. Um, the one thing I did see though in his first series, he played a few downs, and all of a sudden he tapped out. And, you know, goes back to what Barrett said about the conditioning. Yeah, is that gonna be his role? I mean, what if somebody gets hurt? Can you rely on? Can you rely on Jordan Davis to play every down in a defense? I don't think so. And I don't think that's going to be his MO for most of this season. He's going to be a guy that if you play against a team, a good offensive team that can extend the drive, I don't know if he can be there to start to, start to finish. 
He's never he never did that in Georgia, obviously because of the wealth of talent they had on their team, and they can right. put anybody in to give a moment. But to me, he's got to get his endurance up, and I don't know with the limited practice time if you can do that. You know, um, even throughout the course of a season, because you know they're going to practice even less time. You're going to do a lot of walkthroughs during the regular season mm-hmm. to get your body ready for the next game. So I don't know if Jordan Davis will ever be. 75, 80, 80% snap guy. I don't know if they want him to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't think that's their intent, but, at least for But I'm saying, what if, what if you lost What if you lost oh, Fletcher or Hargrave due agreed. to injury? Agreed, yeah. You know, then what? how does his role elevate? To what degree can you elevate Trial his role? Trial by fire, man. Get in there. Man, and, you know. but I say, I'll tell you what, though. After watching him go what, at the snap of a ball, watching him bang helmets with a person in front of him, and that person is trying to get leverage, lower body leverage, and they have no prayer of getting lower body leverage against the Jordan Davis. He still has to work on his technique a little bit. I thought he got he's a little too high for me. Instead of shooting straight out to me, to me it shoots up a little bit too much and then uses his body weight to get that push factor. I want to see him do more shooting straight out. Okay. You know, um, because if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of hurting centers in the National Football League on his Eagles schedule this year. There's no Amen. question about that. You know, they yeah. put, I, you know, and like I said, you know, once again, my boy Big Seals, you know, it, it's not just Jordan Davis that didn't, you know, that that slowed down a little bit. I'm not gonna say they right. didn't play hard, but slowed down. You could tell the the pace of and right. and and that want to start to leave a little bit. You yeah. know, guys were just yeah. out there, and it wasn't just him. It was a lot of guys on that yeah. defense. A lot of guys on that defense. You know, and, and it just takes more running after practice. More running in um during plays, finish plays, you know, exhausting yourself. You got to get yourself exhausted. Your body gets used to playing while it's exhausted. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that that's that's one of the things I talk about, you know, getting your body hardened to play in the NFL game the entire game. Because you know, even though these third and fourth team guys, what if an injury happens? Now right. they're first team. That's yeah. right. Are they in shape that's enough right. to play an entire in game? In that league, it happens right. fast, man. Yeah, yeah. brother. Hey, Barry, you know in today's football, they don't run after practice like back in Andy Reid days, man. They don't do that stuff anymore, Get on that sled. Get on that That sled. That stuff doesn't exist anymore. Which is ridiculous, man. Think about it. How often do you see guys hitting sled after practice, running around the circumference of the practice field? I don't. don't see it anymore, man. The last I saw of that is when, um, damn, I can't believe it's been that long. Time flies when you're having fun. It was when, it was when, um, when, um, what um what's his name um um the safety uh oh my goodness he went to the went to New Orleans Malcolm that group Malcolm. right Malcolm yeah. yeah Malcolm it was when Malcolm was there remember after practice to stay in shape or to get in shape Malcolm and a bunch of guys would go over in the other field and run sprints mm-hmm. and the reason I remember it because I remember Sanders used to be over there running with him okay Avante used to be over there running with him they run sprints after uh practice just so you can get in shape get your body tired you right, have to right. get your body tired in right. order to know how far you can push it yes all right now, if you don't know then how are you supposed to get in the game and when you know because a cow of you know being tired and out of shape will make a coward out of you you know what i'm saying they'll make a coward out of you. you make you quiver and you you can't afford to you know to not be in shape right fatigue exactly. will make a coward out of all of us amen Amen. Well, not only that, but when they, they also tell you that when you're tired is when you push yourself a little bit more. You have to push yourself a little bit farther than you're accustomed to going uh, to, to build up your endurance. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can build up a little bit more. And every time it's a little bit more and a little bit more. Yep. But, yep. you know, nowadays, 
Man. You don't know what you can do until you do it. I hear no. it. I hear it. All no. right. Well, how about Nicobe Dean? Um, you know, a guy who probably won't be counted on as heavily considering the depth that they have at the linebacker core, at least to start the season. But did come up with, with a, you know, a couple plays, and you saw the ability to go sideline to sideline. You also see that he's he's not the biggest dude in the world out there. Uh, but what was your impression, Barrett, of, of what you saw from Nicobe? Very aggressive. He knows the game. He understands the game. You could tell he's real smart because he was reading his keys. He was he was right there on his keys, you know, especially in stopping the run. Um, you know, you, w- when you watch him, he's very instinctive. He saw things happen in front of him, and he used the guys in front of him to make plays. You know, like they keep talking about how, uh, you know, Davis went up there to make the play. He uh, missed him, slowed him down, and then, you know, he was, you know, the Kobe Dean was right there to, to 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 pick it up. Though that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. That's how he's supposed. That's how he's been playing. Use your big guys in front so you can make play. They'll lead you right to where the play goes. His keys will. And he was following his keys, man. I thought he played well. I thought he he, he shined when he needed to shine. You know what I'm saying? Made mm-hmm. some crucial tackles where he needed to make those tackles. That's what it is. You know, that's what, what you have to do to try to make a roster, try to try to play uh, if you want to play now. You know what I'm saying? He still has a lot of learning to do. Sure. But that just comes from reps. The more reps you get, the better you get. And I believe that he he wants to get better. So you know, I think we just saw a glimpse, a small quiver of who he is as a player. You know, as he gets you know better acclimated to what um Gannon wants to do, he's gonna get better and better. So you're not gonna have to worry about the Kobe Dean. You know, what I'm saying he's gonna do whatever it takes to get better. You can yeah, believe. and I, I think the great thing is you don't have to rely on some of these guys like you would in other years if you didn't have depth at these positions. Like he can yeah, kind of right. learn, continue right. to learn, and work his way in. Right, exactly. Nicobe Dean is, was born to be a football player. Okay, yeah. um, there there was one play in particular. The Jets ran a running play to his side, and he was locked up on the, on the tackle a little bit too long. I believe it was a tackle or the guard, and he couldn't get the angle and running back, and the running back got by him. But that's a learn. That's a valuable learning tool. Um, you know, you you were this dominant player in college, and what whatever you may have lacked in terms of technique, you were able to make up for because of physical attributes. Now you're going to have to combine a little bit different technique, um, a, a, a pro, professional level technique to go along with all that athleticism to make you that much better of a player. And he'll pick that up. Absolutely. You know, that, that'll, come, that'll come with time. You know, when you look at the film on him, look, okay, Nicobe, look what happened here. You got locked up on this guy. You see how the linebacker, and, you know, he, he tried to turn and get to the running back. And by the time he turned, the back was already past him. But, you know, those are those are learning tools. And if Jonathan Gannon and those guys pick up on that stuff like I know they will, it'll make him that much better of a player <clears throat> down the road. I think the yep. future's real bright, man. With, with yep. all three, with the first three picks, man, Jurgens, second rounder, but, I'm you know, Davis, Jurgens, and and Kobe just went out there and crushed, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, showed really good show. How he looks good. And how he does look good. How he looks good for last year's, too. All right, so let, let's jump then to yesterday. Andre Dillard gets into it three different times in practice. Actually, we, you know, Nick just told him, go, go hit the showers, man. Enough's enough. Keep in mind, he's coming off concussion protocol, too. But he gets into it uh, initially with Derek Barnett. Those two have a history. Barnett has a history with everybody. But anyway, uh, so they get into it. Then twice he gets into it with Patrick Johnson. Um, after the third time, his helmet got ripped off. They told him, just go. Is this just... The way it goes sometimes in practice, or is yep. there a little bit more to this? No, that's just the way it goes. Um, I, I I know he's tired of people hearing what people are saying, you know. So I think he wants to play a more intense 
game, and that comes, you know, that building intensity is not just selling wolf tickets, but you got to show that you, you know, you're pissed off. You know, you want to play. You know, and sometimes your 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 better judgment on doing the right things sometimes it you know it gets it gets a little swayed a little bit. You know, I mean, there was times you know I perfect example. I can remember back in um my rookie year, and it was week fourteen. Now, mind you, when I was in college, I only played in 12 games. Now we're, we're, you know, this is week 14. So you're, you're way past your, yeah. Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually, you know, this is week 14. I'm actually six, 16. I didn't, I've played in, if that's week 14, that's 18 games that I played starting and play every snap in. Yeah. Because I had four preseason games. I played every snap to get me ready for the season. And then I turned around, I played um, every snap of the games during the season. So it's week 14. I'm already hit the rookie wall. I've crushed the rookie wall. And at that time, long story long, I had broke my thumb earlier in practice on 907. Okay. They just tape it up. I go back out there. I'm still playing. I go out there. We're doing team. And something happens. And um, and my coach says something to me. And I, I get so pissed off. I'm pissed off. I run at him. And I start chasing him around the field. This is, this is Callahan, Bill Callahan. I'm chasing – don't do that to me, Derek. Don't, <laughs> what? Don't do it to me, Derek. I do what? You, I know what you're thinking right now. I'm thinking nothing. I'm listening All to right. you. All right. So let me finish. All right. Yeah, hurry up before you lose <laughs> your train of thought. <laughs> so I'm I'm chasing I'm chasing Bill Callahan around. I'm ah, I'm gonna kill you. Uh just, just leave me the F alone. Ah, I'm pissed off. Uh so here comes, you know, you know, they grab me, and I'm still going, ah, I'm mad. I'm just hot. And uh you know, my coach comes over to me. I'm, I want to kill my coach, but then Ray comes over to me. Ray Bob comes over and say, "Hey, hey, just just take it to the house. Just take just take it in. Just take it in. Just go in." So he sent me. He sent me. You know, back and I go in there. I start packing my stuff. I get in. I start packing my stuff up because I'm thinking I'm cut. You know, I'm like, man, I didn't got cut. Man, I messed up my whole NFL career because I wanted to kill this little dude. Man, I'm pissed off. You know, the coach didn't got the better of me, and I I'm I'm ready to kill him and. So as I'm coming in, as, you know, as the guys, you know, they break practice like 30, 40 minutes later. And as they come in, ooh, ooh, you know, Ricky Waters, ooh, the rookie going to get cut, ooh. I'm like, oh, man, see, I know I'm cut now. So, you know, eventually everybody go, leaves the locker room and they go into meetings. And I'm still in my locker packing my stuff up. So Ray Bob comes in. This is Ray Rhodes, everyone. Yeah. Ray Bob comes in and says, uh, what you doing? I said, what you mean what I'm doing? You just cut me. I didn't cut you, man. I just want you to calm down. Go ahead and get back to um, get in that meeting room and, and, and figure out what you did wrong. So I go in meetings. After the day was over with, I'm in my locker. He said, I want you to come to my um, come to my office when you're done. That's all right. So you know, eventually he told me, you know, we sit back and me and him start drinking moonshine. And, and, and you know, t- he's telling me stories about that. But he just wanted me to cool down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you need that. They they just they just made him go in there just to cool down a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I, I wonder, don't mind it. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I, I wonder. I wonder how much. Maybe Jeff Stoutman is riding Andre Dillard, trying to make him a better player, and Absolutely. Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard doesn't handle it like some other people might handle it. Is he hearing the outside noise too much about you know trade him, trade him? Yes, you know, what do you yes. do with Andre Dillard? That's exactly. Does it. Does Andre Dillard feel he doesn't get respect from defensive players? 
because he hasn't lived up to that first round expectation since he's been with this organization. Yes. And yes. Uh, see what I'm saying? So yep. there's a lot of things, a lot of inner working mechanisms that could have led to what happened on Sunday. And, you know, I, I would imagine he got brow. I would imagine he got browbeat by the coaching staff. Look, man, we're not out here trying to hurt each other. We are trying to get better. And if you play like this in practice, you're going to be mentally out of control. If we put you in a game, we can't have this out of you. You know, you could cost us on a crucial drive in a game. If you're in a game, if you let your emotions get the best of you and cost us a major penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct, unnecessary roughness, so on and so forth, you have to be mentally tougher than you're showing right now. Well, you know? that's exactly what it is. Yeah, he has to. And he's had these before. He's had yep. these kind of things. Yeah, before. you know. But, um, I mean, I, I, I want I want the intensity. I want you to be able to handle yourself. Too. But I want yeah. the intensity. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like he's not a good – he is a good player, actually, man. He, he is. Just, he uh, he be starting in most places. He's got Andre Dill, uh, Andre or uh, Jordan Milata in front of him. That's that's why he's right. not starting. He just he's soft though. That's what uh, he needs to get that soft moniker off of him, and that I think that's what he's trying to do. Get the soft moniker off him. You know, it's, it's hard to get that off your, uh, you know, who you are. You know, I mean, I my last five years of my career, they labeled me a backup, and I didn't get a vision. I didn't get a chance to start because of it. Because they named me a backer. No matter how hard I played, how good I played, I several times I beat the starter, beat him out in practice, beat him out in camp, but they would still start. And you know, let me tell you why I know I, I beat these guys out because I was still on the squad. Because once you're an older guy like that, and you know you're just a backup player, they usually let you go. But I actually played better than the starter, and they didn't want to let me go because I played better than the starter. So they knew they could put me in at any time and I could right, go out there and right. ball. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, give me anything else that stood out to you guys. Could be good. Could be bad. Doesn't necessarily uh, have to be a special positive. Teams. I, I special say teams br- are a problem. Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham was out there playing like a kid. Man, yep. he was yep. energetic, getting off yep. the ball. No ill effects whatsoever from that Achilles injury. Uh, Brandon Graham is just out there having fun, and he looked like the Brandon Graham of a few years ago in, in 2017. His quickness off the snap is going to be a big problem for a lot of offensive tackles this year. Yeah, well, You're absolutely right, man. I mean, he looks young, vibrant, yes. ready yes. to roll. Uh, I can't wait to see how they're going to do a mixture of these, you know, 3-4 and 4-3 and defenses, add a little bare front in it, man. You know, it should be interesting to see. But one thing I, I'm, I'm starting to notice, and it's, and it's starting to rear his ugly head already, is special teams being a problem. Michael Clay has to get it going, man. Yeah. Right now, his special teams are not atrocious, but they're not very good at yeah, all. Yeah, Barrios right. had a decent little return. He's a yeah. really good returner, mind you. Yes, I'm not saying yes. that. But he, he had an okay little return. And, I, yeah, I look, I, I'm not worried about Jake Elliott, but I'm worried about a lot of other stuff uh, right. you know, when it comes right. to this team. Exactly. You know, you know um, I mean, that's that's something that it used to be with Coach Phipp, that it was a weapon for our special teams, whether we were pinning yep. somebody or we were turning on somebody or flipping the field on somebody. We don't have those dynamic effects anymore that we have with Coach Phipp. Hmm. And it's very, very evident also. Very evident. Yeah. Uh, no, I hear you. That, that was uh... – I just suppose we'll see. Um, and we keep hearing about him. Uh, I mentioned Covey. He injures the finger. We'll see what end, ends up playing out there. But he is going to, he is practicing with the, with the uh, t- fingers. He got, a, he got a boo boo on his finger. And he, we, we are actually making that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Call me the boo boo. 
Yeah, yeah he called you know, a boo boo. He's still finger. practicing. I don't know, but he didn't do much in the game. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I didn't see anything that was all that impressive, frankly. Uh, yeah, right, from right, anybody right. in the return game, I thought Huntley was okay, but nobody really stood out in a positive way uh, from that thing. But so the way it works is they'll cut from 90, 90 to eighty five tomorrow afternoon. They'll get that down. They go to Cleveland for Thursday and Friday for the joint practices. Uh, I, I guess Saturday will either be a walkthrough. I would guess a walkthrough. Then the game Sunday is at one o'clock. The Browns have activated Denzel Ward. So that's good too. I mean, they're going to be going against yeah. another really quality defensive back. So I like right. that. You know, the, the more the merrier as far as the Browns go. Get as many good. And, and Barry, you know, it, it's it's always good just to hit somebody else for a little while, man. You get exactly. That's part of the exactly. reason why fights are breaking out anyway. These guys have been at each other for a couple of weeks now ridiculous man i mean you just want to hit somebody else in another jersey and yeah. that, that's, that just comes with it man yep absolutely comes with it all right so here's what we have coming up at two o'clock hugh douglas hugh douglas is now uh will be at least it's official uh in november will be in the eagles hall of fame along with trent cole two two guests of the show two friends of the show congratulations to both of those guys but Hugh's going to join us coming up at two o'clock uh, Phillies, we get back. Here's what we're also going to do uh, at two at two o'clock, and we'll, we'll actually we'll do a little bit of this coming back as well. We're going to go around the league with who looked good, who didn't look good. I am. I was doing backflips when the Cowboys looked unorganized, and uh, sloppy. Seventeen penalties. <laughs> Thank you, Mike McCarthy. The gift that keeps giving. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so we will. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit too, and look at week seven as we continue our journey through the schedule here. We're into week seven now, so we'll dive into that as well and some Phillies when we get back. They lose two out of three, but is it reason for concern or was it just ridiculous pitching that they went against? We'll dive into that and and Hugh coming up in a little bit when we return. We, hey, we, are. we, we, also, need to, we also need to touch on uh, hey Deshaun Watson uh, getting, getting lambasted by Jacksonville fans. I mean, did you hear the chance they were raining down on him? Yeah, well, get used to it. That's what I say. You know, yep. geez. Yeah. And he did not look good. Forget about no, the fans. He, no. he, not, he looks like a guy who's played football in a long time. <laughs> so we'll discuss that as well. Sports take D gun B Brooks R Ellis on this beautiful Monday. Let's talk a little razor technology. Yes. Razor Technologies comprehensive managed service provider solutions delivers constant monitoring on demand assistance and rapid use resolution through data vetted and insight driven implementation we strengthen our existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. We are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Our goal is always bigger than just one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall function of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationships. Give our IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-797. 3282-866-797-3282 or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. everyone we are back sports take james for youtube network it is a monday uh we talked a lot about the eagles first preseason game positives negatives who stood out who looked good who did not who could be in a little bit of trouble we will continue with the football talk in a minute a couple things i i, I want to throw at you guys uh so the schedule for a major league baseball schedule for the uh playoffs has been announced and uh the wild card which right now the phillies are sitting in that second spot the wild card round begins Friday, October 7th with game one. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, it continues. The World Series would actually go up to about November 5th, guys. Um, Jesus. It gets yeah. later and later every year. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's kind of where things are. So that's what, uh, what you'd be looking at right now. So the Phillies guys lose two out of three over the weekend to the Mets. Game one. Just fantastic uh, back and forth, you know, drama, pitching, same thing in game two. But game one, and essentially the play of the game is a double play. Veerling catches a line drive, throws the runner out at the plate in the bottom of the ninth, which would have been the game winner. Then the Phillies scrap and claw one in in the the top of the tenth and end up winning that one. So they end up winning a game that Max Scherzer started, which is huge because Ranger Suarez got the start for the Phillies. And he's been awesome too, but it is Scherzer. Then Saturday, 
It's a, an absolute pitcher's duel. It, it back and forth between Nola and DeGrom. Nola gives one up in the first, doesn't give up another run the entire game. And DeGrom is just spectacular, as you would expect. Unfortunately, the Phillies lose one nothing. Got to live with that uh, a little bit. The unfortunate part was they didn't certainly didn't play their best baseball yesterday. I thought Wheeler maybe wasn't on the A game. He didn't get helped by his defense by any stretch. And there were a couple, you know, that, that were little dinks and dunks that weren't hit all that hard, which hurt him. But the Phillies were sloppy in the field and they couldn't get anything done offensively. So they lose two or three. So I'll ask you guys the question. Considering who you were going against, the Mets are the best team in baseball, or, or second best, I guess, behind the Dodgers, but 70, 75 win Met team uh, throwing some serious firepower at you in terms of aces and, and great pitchers and whatnot. Um, actually, they, they, yeah, they, the Mets are tied with uh, Houston for the second most wins. Anyway, uh, is your takeaway that sometimes you tip your hat or a little worried about the offense because it's been slow of late? Well, considering the last three losses, they've been shut out. They've lost three of the last four. They've been shut out the last three losses. Uh, that's a little bit concerning. But the fact that they hung with the Mets that Friday and Saturday games with no Schwarber and no Harper tells me that they've sent a message, look, this ain't April, May anymore when you guys won nine out of 12 from us. You know, this is a different team now under different management. We have a different mindset, and we have the arms to compete with you guys. I mean, the Mets – I mean, look, I mean, Friday, the Mets were held to five hits. Saturday, the Mets only had four hits. They yeah. held the Mets to nine hits over two games. Yep. That says it in a nutshell. And you put Suarez out there against Scherzer, and Suarez held his own, man. That dude, you know, considering he gave a one-earned run in a situation like that, he had 93 pitches in seven innings, um, and the bullpen only gave up two hits. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, that tells Suarez me, has been great since he came he back. Has. With the and Robert, Robertson has been a great pickup. Robertson picked up his 16th overall save yep. of the season. Uh, the, put, the, the bullpen is deeper. The arms are dipping. Mean, Robertson's got gas. You know, uh, Sir Anthony's got gas. You know, but then again, that Mets pitching staff is just a little bit Ooh. different, man. Yeah, they are. That's and, just a little bit different. Keep in mind, no Schwarber, although he did pinch hit on Saturday, but right, no Schwarber right. as a starter in any of the three right. games. You're still without Harper. Now, the good news is, Harper's at Citizens Bank Park as we speak, taking BP, yep. like taking legit yep. rips. I saw some video of it. It, it looks good. So hopefully that's it. That's progressing here. And, you know, we're getting closer to that, that comeback. But yeah, Derek, you're right. The numbers aren't pretty. Shut out three out of the last four, yeah. two runs in three games. First time they've been shut out back to back times since 2018. So it's yep. been a while. Yesterday, 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position, 12 left on base, 11 strikeouts. Not pretty uh, by any stretch. They had 36 strikeouts in these three games against the Mets. Well, so. yeah, you're right, man. Without Real Muto and, and Castellanos um, playing that small ball, I mean, lead 12 men on base. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. But that's not how we were winning games in, in, in June and mid-July. We were winning games by going out and just ripping it out the park. And with Schwarber not being at full strength, um, I, I need guys like Stott and Hoskins and those guys to step up and bomb to step up and start rocking it out the the park again. Mm-hmm. I mean, once they get back to that, you know that's that they only score one run in three in three games. Come on, man! The last time we had got shut out, what it was um 
Back to back was twenty. Well, well, let's let's give credit where credit is due. Now the Mets Mets pitching staff is stacked second to none. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, and they're doing this to get to everybody. Yeah, by and they're doing yeah they're doing this to everybody. This is not just a fluke what their pitching staff has been doing. Um, you know the Mets on uh, Saturday after Degrom left that game, the, the Mets have this kid named Trevor May, and I'm watching him throw smoke, and all of a sudden he throws a changeup. And I had to stop the tape and rewatch it three times. I thought I was hallucinating for a moment. He threw this change up, and I swear I thought it stopped in mid-flight for a second and then kept going. <laughs> I had to look at it again. I said, I've never seen a change up like that. I, said, I had to look at it again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this his change up is nasty. And then Edwin Diaz gets in, and it's like, although Edwin was a little shaky, that man has thrown a 92-mile-an-hour slider. It's nasty. It's ridiculous. It is. It, you know, it's funny. When, whenever Ben Davis is doing games in the booth, you know, sometimes Ben and I, we, we text back and forth during yeah. the game. And I said, dude, I, I've seen DeGrom pitch uh, but many times, but this dude is filthy. He really is. And he said, you know, he says he's a freak of nature. And, you know, Ben brought up some good points. He said the body, the human body was not made to do what DeGrom <laughs> does. True. And that's why he's always hurt because he's always got arm and tendon injuries because the dude – accidentally throws a hundred mile an hour yeah. fastball. Yep. It's like his, his fastball is so effortless. You look, you look at a lot of guys that throw fastballs. They put the whole body behind it. You know, this dude is like just throwing darts. Like his mechanics nothing. are perfect. They're, they're it's like sick. And he repeats his delivery every time. So you don't know what is cut. Like yes. he doesn't tip his hand at all. He's no. yeah, he, he is whoever taught. It's crazy. Cause he was a college shortstop. Yeah. And he, exactly. he would close. Yeah. He would yep. close sometimes, but when he got to, you know, when the Mets drafted him, they they converted him into a into a pitcher. So yeah. it's it's unbelievable how mechanically how do they know stuff like that, man. I, somebody really man. saw something, man. It, you know what that is? Great scouting staff. It is. It is great scouting staff. Yep. You know, teams like the Yankees, the Mets, they always have the, the Braves, the Cardinals. Yep. yep. I'll tell you Dodgers. another team. I'll yep. tell you another team that's really good in terms of scouting young talent. They don't win much. Look at look at a team like the Miami Marlins. Yep. You know. Yep. They're always bottom feeders because a lot of people don't come out until they start winning. But every four or five years, they're a relevant team, and they're doing it with their farm system. I think the Marlins do a great job of scouting, especially talent like in places like Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, places like that. They do a phenomenal job of scouting and getting these young talents. And by the time these young talents are ready to get paid, Marlins don't want to pay them or can't pay them because they don't have the fan base to support it, and they move on to somewhere else. Right. No, I hear you. Hey, speaking of that, let me just throw this at you. Um, the Phillies have promoted Mick Abel, who is about to be 21. He's not quite 21 yet. Andrew Painter, who's 19, who a year and a half ago was in high school. They promoted those guys to double-A Redding. They are both ripping through the Phillies minor leagues. Uh, they're two starters uh, who they w- didn't want to move in any of these deals that we were talking about at the trade deadline. And, you know, I know we've seen prospects come through before, but it looks like these two have the potential to be damn good. I mean, they are their, their strikeout rate, their their ERAs, I mean their their walks, hits, the innings pitched are phenomenal, the two of them. So they've they've they're fast tracking those guys. They're already at double A at this point. So you know, could, could be seeing them in sometime in the uh in the near Next future. I don't years. mean this year. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe pretty yeah. soon. Uh, all right. So the Phillies are in Cincy tonight. Cincinnati's not good. Um they're one of the weaker teams in the National League. This is a deal where you got to take two out of three. You have got to take two out of three because you come home yes. next weekend to the Mets. You play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you play four games. Saturday's a doubleheader, a makeup date. Um, and that's really going to be 
the Mets have owned them this year, guys. They're four and eleven against the Mets. Um, the Mets yeah. have taken all yeah. the all the series that they played, all five series. Phillies have to establish themselves next weekend, regardless of the pitching situations. They have to show, all right, if we want to be considered and, and taken seriously here in this thing, we got to step up and show out at, at Citizens Bank Park at home. At the very minimum, they have to get a four-game split with the Mets. I'll be content yeah. with a four-game split. Now, if they take three out of four, great. You cannot come out of that series one and three, and God forbid, oh, you get swept by the Mets. I mm-hmm. don't see that happening. I think – just based on the series we just watched this weekend, uh, the Phillies are going to be right there with them. The you know, Mets are not going to run all over the Phillies, but the Phillies have to stand up to the challenge. And if they come away with winning two of those four games, I'll be content with that. I want to see them win more, but considering who the Mets are and what the Mets have done to everybody up to this point this season, I'll settle for a four-game split. I got well, you. Let me, ask, I, let me ask this, Rob. What are the chances the Harper is back by next week? Not next week, Barrett. I no, would say – I think September 1st is a pretty good date. You know, I mean, we're already at the 15th. So it, you, you buy him maybe another week of sort of rehabbing. He goes down to the minors for a week. And we ha- and then you got – I'll take that, man. If, if they get him back September 1st, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Right, that's right, yeah, right, right. So and I think they've also abandoned him playing in the field. They, they, they were soreness with the elbow. That's over. So he'll, he'll, be, he'll be a hitter. He'll be a DH. Um, all right, let's jump around the NFL, guys, because there was some – Interesting stuff over the weekend. I mentioned the Cowboys, tons of penalties, just sloppy play in general. And oh man, what a beautiful thing that was to see for, for Dallas to look as bad as they looked. I don't care if it's preseason. I still reveled in it, man. Like it was a regular season game. They look bad. I saw I saw um somebody during the course of Dallas's game. It was a writer, I believe, from Dallas. Can we just score a point? Any point at the stage? <laughs> they were being shut out for much of that game. Yeah. Now, obviously, the penalties added up. 17 penalties. I understand it's the first preseason game. But 17 penalties in your first game? I'm telling you, man. That's a serious? lot. That is a lot even for – you're right. Even for a first preseason Come game. Come on, man. man. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's undisciplined, uncoaching. That's, that's exactly what that is. They're not being coached. And And – we, I want it to be bad, but I don't want it to be that bad. Yeah. I can't have it just that bad so fast. Oh, I do if it's Dallas. Oh, I, oh, I want oh, yeah. it that bad. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the greatest oh. thing ever. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You, Keep I, it coming. Keep it coming. No, bro. We don't need – we didn't need to be bad, but not that bad. Because mm. Sean is sitting down there just waiting. He's like this. <laughs> now he's counting money in his head. Yeah, right, dollar right, bills. right. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, Sean is down there waiting, man. Sean, I mean – how fast do you think they would have him there in the New York minute? Oh, oh, you want to get eight? You you want to get eighteen this week instead of just seventeen? One enough? You want to get eighteen this week? I know Sean Sean Payton won't have that many. Sean Payton he'll have less than that. Let me, let me call Sean up. Next thing you know, these guys come around and they get a new sense of who they are. So let's 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 chill a little bit with the you know guys go. Go practice hard for this coach. Yeah, you want him to be mediocre, not terrible. Well, I mean, Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones has already said publicly, Mike McCarthy is his guy. But Jerry has also said, "Look, I'm 80 years old. I don't know how much more time I have. You ain't gonna put up with this long." I'm Patience you. is running thin. Um, all right, so a couple other uh, takeaways: the uh, Deshaun Watson did play um, in their game against uh, Jacksonville, uh, and he did not look good to say the least. There was a play where he had Schwartz wide open, just, I mean, wide open and overthrew him. This is on the heels. He, he I guess he saw, he gave an apology before the game 
to one of their own yeah. uh, in-house in-house reporters. in-house reporter. She yeah. also works for the NFL Network, but um, where he said he's truly sorry for anybody affected. We haven't heard this kind of thing from him. He, I think he's trying to avoid a, an entire season getting you know whacked for. But um, so he comes out and doesn't look good. He's getting booze all over the place, as you mentioned, Derek. Um, it's as Not long as he's booze. still as Some long as he's still they were saying to that guy. Yeah, nasty stuff. So <laughs> as long as he's still dressing, it's going to be this way. It's going to take a lot of heat. And this guy hasn't played a lot of football, man. I know he's had he's been at practice, but. Yeah, it's not like it's not like just riding a bike, man. You yeah. know, you know, especially at the quarterback position, you can't just think you just go out there and play and be good. And that's another reason why, you know, I think it's gonna be hard for Denver is you can't just go out there and think, all right, uh, you know, I'm 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 you know, I'm Deshaun. I can I can go out there and ball. No, you gotta you gotta go through the you know mechanics, everything before you become um what you are, what you were back then. You know, so I, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know it's going to take longer than just a couple snaps of the preseason game for him to get back or even get close to where he was. Mm. See, the thing is, up until recently, all we heard from him was, you know, I don't feel I dealt, I did anything wrong. Right. And then all of a sudden, a few days before the right, game, right. I just want to apologize to anybody I've offended or put into an in, in, uh, uncomfortable situation. Well, maybe that's what you should have said coming out of the gate instead of defending <laughs> uh, defending yourself that you didn't do anything wrong, especially nah, nah, nah. after especially after a judge ruled that I'm worried that this could be a repeat offender. Yeah. See, yeah, um, no so that should have been a red. Your your legal team should have told you back then that this is how we approach this. Now you're going to be under this dark umbrella for a while, but this is how we approach this. Okay. And he came out saying, I stand by what I'm saying. You know, I don't think I did anything wrong or inappropriate. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you change your tune. Basically, you just open up the barn doors now. People are going to rain down on you now because now you're wanting to admit as yeah. you get closer to the season and possibly an even more extensive suspension that you all of a sudden you're sorry now. I hear well, you. Derek, he should have been like, you know. I'm only human, or, or I'm, I mean, at least humble himself. He didn't even, he wasn't that's, trying to that's be humble. That's my point. That's my point. You know, yeah. you, you can't just go out there and be like, all right, I ain't doing that. Stop saying ideas. No, really? bro. So you got 30 something be- women saying one thing and you're saying you didn't do anything? <laughs> yeah. If right. it was two or three women, okay, we might give you the benefit of the doubt. But over 30? Yeah. I say a bit of an out period. I mean, this, come on, man. All right. Our, our guy is up early. Our guy, we our Paul. Our Hall of Famer is he, up dude, early. Congrats, bro. Congrats. There he is. <laughs> H-O-F. H-O-F. Wait a minute. Can I, can I just say something? Because y'all talking about – we talked about this today, man. We talked about this Deshaun Watson thing. Yes, today. yes. And, and, you know, I'm from Ohio, right? I'm from right. Ohio. Right. So I got a lot of friends, man. I had to delete a lot of people yes. off my Facebook page for talking stupid. Uh-oh. Here we <laughs> go. Here we man, go. Folks start talking about – uh, all these women lying and all this other stuff. I said, man, do you know what that's the equivalent of? That's the equivalent of me walking down the street in Atlanta, Georgia, and coming up on 30 women and thinking all 30 of those women want to date me. Like, think about that for a minute. Like, I'm that fine that they can't resist me, that they want to date me. That's ridiculous for you to sit there and justify because this man can play football that he didn't do nothing. Come he on, didn't do man. nothing? Come on, man. And then on top of that, like, let's be honest, because I, I heard you talking about when he said before the game, he said, I'm sorry. Yes. D-Gun, what, yeah. what, what what can, what, at that point, what can you say? Because, listen, 
Say he's, nothing. He's, Say nothing. He knows what's coming, Hugh. See, this is the thing. Either you get it before the game or you get it after the game. Because guess what? You're going <laughs> to get, get it after the game. <laughs> you you, you going to get it. Look, you about to get it. Hugh, at that stage, nothing he can say. Nothing. Because you know fans are sitting there. There's fans sitting in They're the stands waiting. everywhere he goes, waiting for him like pack of wolves. No, listen, nigga, I was like, we were, we, I was like, how many football questions do they actually ask before they start <laughs> asking other questions? Like, because exactly. you, you might get one football question. And then after that, yes. it's, it, it's, it's, it's open season. It's open season on you, bro. So yes. the, best thing, the only thing you could have did was did what you did. But when you did it, you open yourself up for all kind of ridicule now, brother. Because, yeah. okay, what you guilty for? What you do? What did you do? How did you impact their lives? You know, I'm, I'm like, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just, you know, it's it's ridiculous. He's handled this poorly Hugh. from Jump Street, man. Yeah. I mean, Hugh, I, Hugh, 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 I said his legal team should have coached him back in April, May. Take a more humble approach. He came out the gate. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. Man, look, I don't feel like I did anything. That, that, like, you, like – it's got to the point now, man. You know how initially, you know, because we've all been in a situation. Initially, you look at it like, I don't know. But then you look at him and be like, hold up, dog. You got like 30 masseuses that we know about, that we know about, <laughs> that we know about. Right. Now, we don't yeah. know about everybody else. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, hold up, dog. You do you what they call doing the most in the streets. You're doing too much. You are doing way too much. Like, he's just, like, that's ridiculous. How many masseuses? Like, as a, as a former player, you're, you're kind of funny about who touches your body and who you deal with and who you work with, everybody. Dude, you had over 30 masseuse, masseurs, whatever the hell you want to call it. You, you, like, what are you doing? That, that's bad within itself. That's, that's yep. bad. Yeah, man. At the, end of the day, at the end of the day, Hugh, you find you one or two good ones. That's it. But, I mean, look, he ain't no bad-looking guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm no. not a, he ain't no bad-looking guy, and he's rich. Why? I don't Why? like listen. You know how some some cats feel like they can holler at everybody. Like I said, it's just like the equivalent of me walking down the street here in Atlanta off of Peace Tree. Yeah, she wants to talk to me. Yeah, she thinks I'm hot too. It, she's just cringing because she just doesn't know what she's missing. Really? Really, dude? That's what I'm doing. That's yeah, how right. it, no, on, that's man. not no, no. Yeah. You know, it's that's scary, almost man. like that's almost like uh well, I, I don't want to do it like that, but I was in I was in Green Bay with Darren Sharp. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not putting together. I'm Ooh. just saying this. Yeah, I'm like this. I'm like, why does he have bodyguards at the club, and we're in Appleton, Wisconsin? Yes. Why? It ain't nothing in Appleton. I'm from Wisconsin. Right. Been yeah. times. Ain't there's a lot. There's a lot going on with with Sharper, right. man. Bodyguards. A, that was whoa. Appleton. Yeah. I didn't quite understand it. Now, 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 I gotta say, ah, da da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a double right. lot of that's a lot of squared right yeah. no i hear you but uh hugh so like, we need to get a chance to get this man congratulations first of all it's for people yeah, who may man. not know you Douglas Trent Cole. it was announced on friday night at the preseason game that both will be honored on november 27th the game against the packers hugh and trent two pass rushing machines will be going into the eagles hall of fame congrats man thank you thank you very much fellas thank you so much for that yeah, that's did awesome. You, did you ever think this was going to happen for you? When you consider how long it's been since you played, you ever think you, this moment would arrive? You know what, D-Gun, I, was, I wasn't even worried about it. I, I okay. was like, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, other people say something about it. I'm like, man, you know, I, I can't control that. I'm right. not worried about that. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And I'm just going to keep on living. Because, you know, you know, just as well as I do, there are some guys 
who, you know, they feel some kind of way when, you know, they don't go in when they feel they should have went in. Man, I look at the history of the Philadelphia Eagles and that, that, that franchise that I played for. Dude, there's a lot of ballers came through Philadelphia, man. Yes. Like, exactly. like, think about like, so it, it was more, it was more than anything. Hey man, wait your turn. Your turn coming. Like if, yeah. if anything, it's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna get it while you're on this side of it? Of course. <laughs> but <laughs> hey man, you gotta wait your turn. You well, play see, with look, the you, at least you at least you get that opportunity. I know I'm not gonna get any of that opportunity, man. So I gotta say congrats, man. Well deserved, man. Thank you, well brother. Deserved, Thank bro. you. Thank you. I mean, man, it's it's one of the things, man. When I when I when I was told, I'm like Reggie White, uh, Seth Joyner, uh, Jerome oh, Brown. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Big time man, names, man. But you was a big like, time player, about, man. Like when you think of Philadelphia, you think of defense, bro. So so That's to great. be to be mentioning the name with those cats. Man, I ain't paying for no more cheese steaks when I come to Philadelphia. <laughs> Damn, dog. Here you, you go. kidding me? Hey, oh, well, I, life, hey, when I go to Reader's, hey, man, water ice on me. You know who I am? Make it a gelati. <laughs> Let's go, man. Hey, hey, after you're officially inducted in November uh, in that game against Green Bay, will I have to refer to you as Mr. Douglas? Uh, can no, I still not call at you all. You can, you can still call me Hugh. Hey, we still hey, – ain't too much change now. But yeah. I'm going to go ahead and milk that, that free water. I'm trying to get as much <laughs> – as I possibly can, I'm gonna buy me some steak and some water ice somewhere. I'm gonna put nice. a water ice somewhere. Love you know, it. you know, you know, Rita's closes in the winter, man. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you, man. This. You know what's funny? They're open here in the winter. Well, they because it's 80 degrees down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's open here in the winter. Listen, there's been plenty of times where I've made trips. I bring a little cooler, right? <laughs> and I get the gallons. I get the gallons. Yep. And boy, I sprint through about two. Like it's it's been days <laughs> where I'm just eating readers, and that's it. Just like, yeah. hey, you know, bro, that fat freak. Yeah, you can get a fat freak. Hey, hey listen, no, I want I want the ones with all the sugar in them. And <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, hey, we, what was for dinner today? I ate my dinner. I ate readers. I like. I ate all the Ooh, I'm good. I'm good. Breakfast. Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm man. good. I'm good. I did eat three tubs of readers. I'm. I'm straight. I ain't oh straight. I'm straight. <laughs> Hugh, what's the uh, what's the procedure like? Who calls you? Like, what's the walk us through how you how you find this out? Were you getting like drips and drabs of it leading up to it? Like, how did how does it all play out? You, you know what's funny? Uh, Mr. Lurie called me. Nice. He called okay. me and he was like, "Hey, man, I just want to you know congratulate you. You and Trent Cole going into the to the Eagles Hall of Fame." And I was like, "Wow!" I said, "I said thank you," and and at the moment, you know, it was like it didn't hit me. Until it hit me Friday night when when people started calling and it was announced and I saw it and everything. And I was just like, wow, this is really, you know, this is really happening. And then, you know, it's going to be another level of, 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 you know, just emotion when I actually get there, you know, right. being in Philadelphia. Love you know, man, real. one of the things like I was on the show this morning. I didn't even know this was happening. Trot and I called into the show. Oh, nice. This wow. Morning. And dude, and I was like, wow, you know, because I was telling the story about how, you know, Trot, <laughs> Trot used to always say, hey, man, I need you to play the run. And I used to tell him, like, F you, Trot, I ain't playing the run. <laughs> that ain't what I'm trying to do. And I used to say, hey, hey, D-Gun. I used to say it just like that. Hey, jo hey Trot. I know you did. Job. I know. I was like, hey, dog, that's your job. And I remember one time, I forgot who we were playing. And Trot said, dude, he said, Hugh, he said, listen to me, man. 
He said, you killing us on defense. He said, <laughs> he said, bruh, just if you, I promise you, he said, if you play the run, I'll let you know when they pass. He said, I'll, I'll cut you loose. And I said, fine. I said, fine. All right, then. And he was like, hey, he was there running the ball, da, da, da. Because, you know, Trey used to watch a lot of film, man. Yeah, he did. Like, hey, he he did. They running the ball. And I'm like, all right, then. So, because they were asking about tackles behind the back and the tackles for loss. They yeah. like, you had a lot of tackles for loss. And I was like, I did. I was like, because I didn't even count those. I don't even count those. So, when you told me. You told me I was like, for real? And I said, that had to be Trot. So when Trot got me locked in to knowing what was going on, oh, it was on then. He was like, hey, because you know they got to – he said, in order to throw the ball, you got to stop the run. You know, you got to stop the run to make them throw the ball. So I was like, okay, cool. There, there, there we go. There we have it. They had to negotiate with you to, 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 oh, no to play the run. Yes. <laughs> Look, I played with you one year, and we be in 907, and I come off the ball block, oh, B. B, that was a good block, man. I said, bro, you ain't even move. I know it was a good block, man. It was a good block. I said, you ain't even try to play the run. Man, they don't pay me for this, man. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. They paid me to play the run, and I wasn't playing. <laughs> Somebody who, when I first got to Philadelphia, who couldn't stand me was Willie T. <laughs> Willie, oh, my gosh. Willie T was like, dude, he's not running the defense. I was like, hey, man. They told me I get after the quarterback. But y'all got to understand, I had just came from, from New York playing in a three technique. I was playing, I was playing over the over the tackle. So no, so no, I was playing the nose, like it head up in a in a, in a three, Oof. four. So I'm like, dude, they tell, hey man, we just want you to rush the passing. You ain't gotta tell me twice. Mm. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm gonna do. And 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 when Jim got here, you know, then it became a little bit more, you gotta, you gotta play within the scheme. And, and that's how it all came about. But boy, when I first got to Philly, man, that hey, that's all I was trying to do. So that's what I want to ask you. How did Jim Johnson handle you? Jim knew Jim 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 knew that you know I was wired one way. Yeah. So he he made he made a lot of he compensated a lot for the way that I played. You know, <laughs> Jim compensated a lot because it would be times, man. I remember we went to meet one time and uh we we had installed something called the wing stunt because Jim was trying to install this defense. And for whatever reason, when the tackle was trying to reach me, I would always go underneath the play and make the play. Yeah. And so Jim would be like, damn it, that's that's not the way we run it. That's not <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing? So it was like we did that for a couple of times. And then Jim said, you know what? We're going to put this new defense in. It's called the wing. You know, we're going to have the right defensive end on this play. We in this formation going to, you know, go inside and make the play. And I remember Brandon Whitey said, yeah, because Hugh keep effing up the play and we can't run it. I was like, hey, man, hey, you know, sometimes these instincts take over, man. <laughs> hey, that's what a good coach does, right? He adapts yeah, to his hey, players. Jim, Jim, like, this is the thing I say about Jim, that, that he did a tremendous job of. He knew everybody's strengths, man. You talk about, think about Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, who Brian could, Brian could play like a linebacker, play like a corner and still play safety and, and it will knock your block off mm -hmm. if given the opportunity. Think about that. Yeah. You had one yeah. guy that had that much depth that could do all of that. And we going you know, you talk about Troy and Bobby and, Oof. and Al Harris out there yeah. at corner, they locking everybody up. Mm -hmm. And man, you talk about, you talk about trot, like, like, man, I, 
like the way that Trot played that linebacker position, dude, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody in the league now that can play it as physical as Trot did. Trot, like Trot, Trot, Trot the center killer. Yeah. Trot, Trot used to yeah. kill the center. Center didn't have a chance, and he nope. knew it. He knew it. He used to always say, "Hey, man, I'm a mug that center. We we gonna break. We gonna play football." And then you have you got one linebacker playing up over the center. You got a safety back there that plays like a linebacker. And you yep. got corners yep. that's locking everybody up. Yeah, I remember being, number two. Man, man, listen, I remember being in the huddle. I say, hey, Bobby, I need three seconds, dog. He's like, I got you. There it is. Boom. Got it. And, and, allowed, <laughs> and then having Hollis over there and, 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 and being able to tell Hollis, you know, hey, Hollis, cover me. I'm, I feel like they're about to pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> And Hollis used to have my back, man. So it was it was fun, man. It was fun playing in that era of Eagle football. No question about it. Did you know when you got traded, Hugh, from the Jets, like you were going to be kind of like free? Like I know it, it wasn't – it started off well and then it got – it wasn't great at the end there. But did you did you have any idea when you came here that, man, this was this was going to be for me or was it just kind of like, I don't know, where does this headed? You know what, man? The, the first year was rough because, you know, a lot of, a lot of players love Ray Rhodes, man. Yeah. And and, yeah. and you know what, to be honest, going looking back at that time, it felt like he was getting a raw deal. You know, when you talk about some of the coaches that were brought in, you talk about some of the decisions that had already been made. I honestly believe that there had already been a decision. Like, I, I, I believe that Coach Coach Rose was a lame duck at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, no question. When you look at some of the stuff that happened, I remember our offensive coordinator who just came out of, out of college. In the Bible. Bible. Oh, my gosh. And I remember, I remember being in practice, and we were killing them. We were killing them in practice, like practice, mm-hmm. like and 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 you you know like offense when you script your offensive plays, they're scripted for you to have success. Man, we were killing them in their session. We were killing them. <laughs> and I remember uh, Ray comes up and says, "Hey, man, you know, let's pull it back. Everybody, pull it back a little bit because I'm trying to let him run his stuff. He can't run it." And then I remember that's when uh, Hargrave was it Musgraves. Musgrave. 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 Yeah, Musgraves came in and they tried to help run offense, but the but the hay was already in the barn at that point because Musgrave mm-hmm. came in during the course of the season. Like the season had just started and we brought in Coach Musgraves. Well, no, so, he wasn't a, that's because he was a player that got cut. Yes. And then that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a player so, that got cut. Yeah, we know? was in a we was in a we was in a bad spot from mm-hmm. the beginning. But Andy Reid comes, you know, he has a plan. And and everything kind of worked out, man. But yeah, that first year in Philadelphia, man, it was uh, it was rough. What was that? Three and thirteen? Oh yeah, yeah. three and thirteen, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough, bro. We, I was walking up the steps. Remember, I was walking up the steps, and they cut Jimmy Johnson. They were like, "Hey, uh, you know," he's like, well, "Where you going, Jimmy?" He said, "What the f you mean? Where I'm going? You just cut me. I didn't cut <laughs> yeah. you. Come on back downstairs." And they yeah, cut man, him. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was it was wild, man. We it was it was it was some tough times, man, because you know going into that season. You know, it was a lot. Of, it was just, it was a lot of, you know, unknown. And then yeah. it was just, after a while, you know, we were just, man, we were just getting our back beat every week, just trying to make it through. Bro, yeah. remember when we, went to, when we played the, uh, we played uh, the Chiefs, and Derek Thomas was trying to go for a record. Yeah, <laughs> Trey's rookie year. That was Trey's rookie year. Yeah, 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 yeah man, we were we were horrible. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> what would you say signature moment for you uh, as an Eagle? If you, if you could look back at either a play, a game, you know, whatever, is there, is there one thing that, that you look back and you say, damn, if I, that, that really encapsulates my time there, man. Man, you know what? It, it's, it's not one thing. It, it's, it's a bunch of things. Like I remember 
like the biggest thing I remember, man, is like just driving up to the game and seeing all the fans that were there. Like that that's the thing when I tell people, like especially here in Atlanta, I say it's different in Philadelphia. And, they, you know, everybody wants to talk about, oh, they beat up Santa Claus. I'd be like, Santa Claus had that coming. Santa Claus, <laughs> he had that coming. Uh, but when I, when, I, when, I, when I tell people about the fans of Philadelphia, the, the thing that, that sticks out to me is the legacy. Like, you, you talk about some people who've been season ticket holders for 75 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that have had, like, that get excited about the fact that somebody – Willed them Eagles tickets. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The yep. fact that there's not a there's not no place in the city that you can go that nobody knows. Like you, you everybody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you get treated as such. And it's one of those places, man, where great football town, great sports town. Period. I mean, that's the thing. Like going from New York, going from New York, and being a, a guy who who played for the Jets. Like the Jets were great. But you think about that, it's it's a pecking order as far as New York sports are concerned. It's yeah. what is it is it's some people would argue it's the Knicks, mm-hmm. some people would argue it's the it's the Yankees. Yep. But I tell yeah, you who yeah. it isn't, it wasn't the Jets. Right. It wasn't the Jets. <laughs> it's always that the was, Giants first before yeah, the Jets. Yeah, it's, it, it was it wasn't the Jets because we played at Giants Stadium. Mm-hmm. So it See, was I would have like, said just I would have said your signature moment is when you jacked up Jim Miller. <laughs> you know what? I, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it because I knew somebody was going to get to it. I, I was thinking that's it too. All, listen, that's all. Anytime I talk to anybody, that's the first thing that they bring up. And I'm like, dude, like even when they talk about Jim Miller thinks you're a dirty player, I'm like, man, Jim Miller can kiss my ass to this day. Like, my ass to this day. Do not care. Do not care. He knew the rules. Listen. You talk about a game where they were picked. They were they were picked to go uh, to the Super Bowl. Yep. They were the fans, and, and and their fans were blowing our phone up all night long. Yeah, and I remember that. And I remember going out on the field, and it was cold. It was real cold that day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I remember Bobby. Bobby. It was. Was it Bobby or Al? I, I want to say it's Bobby Taylor. Their receivers. I don't know their names. Whatever their name. Minnie Mo and Jack. Mighty Mo. Whatever the hell their name was. <laughs> so they were there warming up, right? And so Bobby went over there and he slapped the ball out of their hand. And he was like, Y'all ain't about to catch no balls today. Oh. And I was like, Oh, oh, can we tell something about it? Oh, shit, we, that's what we're doing today? We disres- <laughs> we being, we being disrespectful today? I'll win that. Yeah. So, you know, we're playing the game and we're physically beating them up. And Jim threw that interception. I said, Hey, dog. I said, Don't move. I said, I'm telling you, if you move, I'm going to jack your ass up. And I'm telling you, because Jim had, had it beat into our skulls where, he said, anytime a pick is thrown, get the quarterback. He's the last line of defense. Mm-hmm. Get the quarterback. He's the only guy that's going to make the play. So, I'm like, I'm not even looking at the play. <laughs> I'm looking at Jim. And I kept telling him, I'm like, dog, don't move. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go off of whatever you do. Like, if you move, that means the, the ball is coming this way. So, he started laughing and giggling. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this ain't no game, playboy. Like, this ain't no game. <laughs> So when he made that move, I just, I just, I just dropped the anvil on him. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it is that your, I, it's a signature play, man. It is. It, I mean, it's it's just, it was one of the things, man. Like you know, you you talk about we 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 were a hungry team then. We're trying to eat, you know, and everybody talking about y'all making this Super Bowl shuffle song and all that other stuff. Man, everybody trying to hear that, man. We trying to eat. We hungry. 
we the thing, eat, man. The, the thing is, when a player is that magnified and people watching on TV, oh, man, that was dirty. The player that, that commits the infraction, usually after the game, is trying to play it down and be humble about, well, I really didn't mean to do this. And Did not I was just trying to make – Dude, you Douglas, you Douglas, I'm tell, I had him on post game live. I, I listened to him and he was locked. You can say – so I just jacked his ass up. <laughs> like, hey, D-Gun, did, 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 did not care, D-Gun. Did not no, care, you did. Did not give, no, did not give two dookies about <laughs> keeping clean about the Chicago Bears or Jim Miller. To this day, still don't care nothing about the Chicago Bears or Jim Miller. Oh to this God. day. And, you know, it's funny because somebody said, well, you know, he's doing – He's doing uh, broadcasting in Chicago. So yeah, he does the Bears game this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. So yeah. what? Big, happy, I'm happy for you. Happy. So happy. Yeah. Not really. Don't care. <laughs> man, you a mess, man. You a mess. I mean, from out of Central State, huh? I mean, they, they took y'all football team. You got the helmet right man. there, right? Right behind yeah. you. Hey, you know, I got to represent the Marauders, man. Hey, listen. They might win a game this year. Wow. <laughs> Stepping up. Nice. They need you to go back and coach them, man. That's what they need. Hey, listen, let me tell you. I, I have offered on more than one occasion to to go back and help out. I'm on, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they just, you know, maybe I'm a little bit too much. My sorted seated past, you know, they're like, ah, oh, we good. <laughs> we good. No, we're good. But no, man, you know what? Anytime, anytime that I can help out, I will. I, you know, I'm thinking about trying to get up there, but you know, for us, that's when football season is in yeah. full swing. And it's it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough when football season starts because you gotta you gotta be you gotta be up on, on top of everything, man. You gotta know what's going on. Right, 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 right. Are you the most he, famous he, athlete to come out of Central State? Probably not. No. I, I would probably think not. Uh, you do you watch P Valley? I used it's, to, but now, now it's a young lady that's on P Valley. Now she went to Central State. The, the, okay. uh, the, the the photographer lady. You probably you say you haven't watched it lately. B yeah. B Brooks, have you watched P Valley? I try not to, man. Why not? I, it's it's well, I too, much, you know, too much going I, on now. That's too much. Yeah, it's a lot going on, man. But it's Wait, a, I never saw it. What do you mean too much going on? What, what lot, you, so, going you, on. you just have to watch hey, it. Just, you I, gotta I saw watch one it. or two episodes. Yeah, all right, all right. You got to watch right. it. It's, it's, right. very, it's very explicit. Oh, little little risque, dude. It's too risque, man. It's, it's like it's uh, explicit. You know, uh, it's, okay. it's explicit. Yeah. I got you. I got you. In that now it's a lot. In that voice. What time are we done? Three o'clock. Okay. Hey, I know hey, hey, listen. Only thing you need to do is watch the last couple, the second season. Watch the, about the last four or five episodes. You'd be like, oh, okay. You'd be like, okay. <laughs> Rob, you're going to watch it and you're going to turn beat red. It's a little different. It's a little different. All right. It doesn't take much to get me red, so I'll be looking like my shirt the second I start watching it. Uh, by the way, Sonny Hill was Central State guy. Yes, just, he was. Yes, he was. Just throw it out there, the great Sonny Hill. Oh, All right, man. so you, the other one people always ask me about is the, the whole bad acidor. When you when you were the bad acidor, oh, you yeah. got to do it with T.O. How, how do you look back at that, man? You know what? It was un- like I look at it like this. It was unfortunate that it happened like that because I think that somebody in TO's camp told him because that's when I was doing the show with Angelo Catano. Yep. 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 And and somebody told TO that I was on there bad mouthing. And and you know what? You can go back and do an air check for that day. I did not say one bad thing about TO because I think he tends to forget that he wore a Michael Irvin jersey after the after the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. Yep. And that's why Angelo was on the on the on the show that morning, roasting him, mm-hmm. killing him. And I remember sitting there, 
and I was like really just sitting there saying, I don't, I don't think that's what it was. You know, I don't think that he was trying to, you know, be negative or whatever, whatever the story was, somebody told T.O. that I, I, I was the one that was, you know, bad mouthing. And I think he just took that and ran with it. You, you talk about a time where T.O. felt like everybody was against him. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. talk about him and Donovan's relationship and everything like that and just how that went south. So he felt like everybody was against. So it was no different. You know, he thought I was in, in Camp Donovan. Mm. You know, and so that's kind of how I got it. And it just was unfortunate, man, because you you talk about you talk about this man in the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I think I had a pretty good career, but that's all anybody wants to talk about. You know, you yeah. to this day, I still get idiots on Twitter say, hey man, what happened with you and Tio? I'm not gonna tell nobody. Give me the skinny. Hey, it, there's nothing to tell. There's really nothing to tell. It, like I said, it, it's unfortunate that it happened the way that it did because me and him are cool now. We've talked about that moment. Mm-hmm. We've we've been on we've been on podcasts with each other, but for whatever reason, when people you know they 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 think of that, they think of oh you you got beef with T.O. No, I, I don't. I really don't. I really yeah, that's really good. Don't. That's good. Well, listen, man, we can't wait. It, it, we're thrilled for you. You know that uh, November twenty well, seventh. Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole, two very worthy candidates, man, going into the Eagles Hall of Fame. That's going to be a fun night, Hugh. It's going to be. Oh, hold on, Rob. hold on. Yeah. I got one final question because it, for as many times as I've been to Atlanta, I've always wanted to ask somebody who lived in Atlanta this: You got Peachtree Street, you got Peachtree Avenue. Why are there so many doggone peach trees? This and that down in Atlanta. I understand it's the Peach hey, State. Hey, hey. It's ridiculous, man. You get lost in downtown Atlanta. Hey, no sand, no beaches. Just Georgia peaches. <laughs> yes. We got some of the best chicken wings in the state, and you get them at Magic City. The best wings in the state mm-hmm. come from Magic City. Yeah. Just ask Lou Williams. <laughs> the best, the less, what do you say? You the best the lemon pepper, huh? I did yeah. ask the question. I said, why are there so many peppers? Because they come up with different names in the streets. They just like they just like peaches, man. The Georgia peaches. Yeah. And do you know who has the best peaches though? Because like you go to Carolina. They got the big peach in Carolina. It's weird. It's weird. Hmm. Interesting. We're, we're learning oh, things. Man. We're learning things here. Hugh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. you're the best, man. Thanks for hopping on today. Hey, and, thanks uh, for having for me. You. Thanks for having Always me. Always right, you, bro. Congrats, you. All right, dude, fellas. Yeah, Have a good rest, Talk to you soon, man. What, what a freaking character he is, man. That is awesome. <laughs> I dude, love man. talking to you. Oh, my goodness. He's the best. Great All right. Dude, We're a little behind, so we'll get caught up here. We'll get a quick one. We'll come back. We'll continue to delve into some of the things we saw around the NFL uh, over over the first weekend, including Kenny uh, Pickett making his debut. We, we were talking about Deshaun Watson. We'll dive into games uh, in week seven as well, some of the better games. We'll do all that stuff when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett, Rob, and D. Gunn. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on your property? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Keep in mind, we've got some crazy weather of late. We're about at that time of year, hurricane season, storm season, etc. Now's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Go to their Facebook or Instagram Instagram page to get a little sampling of their work or a little bit more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call, 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848. 
or online, FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Wrapped up with Hugh Douglas here on Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks on this Monday. Hope you're doing well out there. We appreciate you hanging with us. All right. So before before Hugh popped up, uh, we were in the midst of kind of going through week one, what we saw non-Eagles uh, around the NFL and kind of what stood out. We talked about Deshaun Watson and everything that happened in Jacksonville. The, the, the flip side of that is I, I thought Trevor Lawrence looked good, man. I mean, it, you, to me, you can't judge anything that went down year one with him, with the whole fiasco with Urban Meyer and everything else that, that happened there for him. I've been trying to tell you guys, man. I tell you, this Trevor Lawrence, fair. all he needed, he needed a change of scenery. That's all he needed was a change of scenery, man. You got a coach now that understands quarterbacks. Um, Jacksonville spent some money to get a better group of players in there for him. You got Travis Etienne running the ball behind him if he can stay healthy. 
Um, that's why I said Jacksonville is going to be an interesting team this year. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to be a 500 team, but they might be right around sea level, eight and nine, seven and 10, something like that. Yeah, I'd buy that. But they're, yeah, they're going to knock some heads this year. You know, Doug Peter and that crew down there, they're going to get them to play football the way they're supposed to be playing. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Got that. It's, it's that coaching cesspool that was down there before. I mean, you got coaches talking about um, fighting kickers. Pick on somebody own size, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Try to kick an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Yeah. Don't try to kick the yeah. don't try yeah. to kick. It's the interesting kick. Urban Meyer decides the kicker's the one he's gonna get physical. Right. With. Come yeah. on, man. That's that's yep. ridiculous, man. I mean, I mean, there's never been a I've never seen a coach not come home with the team. I've seen yeah. players not come home with that the team. That is the craziest the but great, never a coach crazy. not come home with the team. You know, yeah. that's he was that, never in it. He was in it just to steal a check, man. I mean, it's so obvious. And he thought he could all the bullying crap that he pulled in college, he could do it in the NFL with grown men, and he couldn't exactly. pull it off. Well, I so mean, like we, Chip we, Kelly. Yeah. yeah, we 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 spoke with what's the what was this player's name? Um, uh, the tight end played for us. Oh, Al. Uh, tight end. Clay Hart. the Super Bowl. Oh, Trey, Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Trey Burton said that yeah. wasn't the same guy that he knew. When he was in college, hmm. so I don't know what, what you know. Yeah, yeah, he, he was his coach at Florida. No, I hear. Yeah. You. I, I think he maybe he was just at a point in his life where he's just like whatever, you know. Who knows what the psychology is? But all right, so a couple other things. Uh, Kenny Pickett had a pretty good, uh, pretty good game for himself there in Pittsburgh as, yeah, he, he as he's trying, hey, trying he to may win be that playing job. a lot sooner than later. Well, I knew that from the beginning. You know, he was he was like the number yeah. one. Um, guy that I wanted to get the receiver because I knew we weren't gonna be able to get a, the other guys, you know what I'm saying, that they were um on that uh on the list. You know, we I, I didn't think there would be a, a way right. in which we could get the top three receivers and he was the fourth receiver that I thought we'd have an opportunity. Oh you're, you're saying George Pickens. You're talking, yeah no, you're talking no, about Pickens. Oh, oh, oh pick kicks. Pick kicks. Yeah okay. the quarterback yeah. yeah I'm waiting for somebody to come up with the catchy uh catch phrase whenever Pickett is taking over. Pick it to pick ins. Now somebody's going to come up with some kind of catchy catchphrase. Pick play, pick play. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right, Barrett. George Pickens, man, making plays everywhere, big time. Yes, and that's only because you know Pickens was (laughs) was having a good one. You know, yeah, right. Both guys, pick it and Pickens. Pick and pick. Yeah, (laughs) pick Uh, and pick. There you go. You go work it out, aren't you? (laughs) I'll get it. I'll get. I'll trademark that. I'll be wearing the t-shirt. Uh, right. Anything else jump out at you guys, or as you as you kind of well peruse uh, the league? Yeah, uh, J.C. Treader, the uh, president of the NFLPA Association, comes out and says, "How did the the league allow the Bears to play that game at Soldier Field, which was missing like clumps of, of grass oh. and stuff like this, eight days after an Elton John's concert was held at Soldier Field?" And they wonder why so why the, why the owners is committed to moving that team out to Arlington Heights instead of letting them refurbish uh, and, and put a dome over Soldier Field. Oh. Dude, how do you let that happen? Man, that's when you get serious knee and ankle injuries. Well, you know, you saw what the like Eagles that. did. The Eagles, with their turf was bad. That's right. The uh, Baltimore said, you know, we're just not playing. That's yeah, right. Bill, so surprised. Well, believe it. Yeah. Well, here's what I found interesting. Their kicker, Kairos, he lives yeah. in uh, Jacksonville in the offseason, and he works out down there. So he works out at a high school near his house that's a turf field that he said is like immaculate condition, right? He said, Jeez. so I'm practicing on there, and then it dawns on me, this is too nice. I got to go find some beat-up grade school field 
because yeah. that's what Sol- yep. Soldier Field's going to be like if I want to get really accustomed to how it's going to be. Like, what does that tell you, man? Right. Like, your yeah, kicker right. won't even work out at a nice place because he knows it's way better than uh, the professional field. That's right. That's exactly like right. This. I, I know um, when I was with the Steelers, the Steelers shared a field with the high school teams and, you know, of course, you know, the Panthers, uh, the college team. So Pitt. So – of course, it's going to get beat up, but they do a great job of making sure that I mean, they'll take and resaw the entire field the very next day if they have to mm-hmm. in order for their players to play on a safe field, man. And I've seen them do it before, just resaw the entire field, not just parts, but the entire field right. and go into a game uh, so the players are safe. So what the heck are the Bears doing, man? It's it's stunning. It really is. Yeah, that was that was one thing that that, that stood out. I was like, man, that, even looking at it, it just looked beat up, man. It, yeah, it looked, man. And that's the this first preseason game. Yeah, Seriously? what's that going to look like? You know, December? in November. Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh. I mean, uh, that, so it's like that. Um, we uh remember in two thousand. Well, remember in uh, ninety five, going into ninety six, we um made the playoffs, and we 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 just finished playing Detroit. We beat Detroit, and we went down to Florida because the big storm was coming in, the storm of ninety six. Yeah. And all that snow came And down. it was nasty. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So we got out of there with the Florida, and we were practicing on the field like that. I mean, whole potholes and everything in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ugh. like it wasn't even divots. It was entire holes Damn. that we were trying to practice on down in Florida. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so a couple other things. Joe Burrow's back. Uh, he's participating in seven-on-sevens. He came back from the appendectomy. I think it was less than two weeks, uh, and he's already back at it. So he's – He's there. Uh, your guy, Tanyan, the tight end for the uh, yeah, Packers, off yeah. the pup list. About time. Balling, too. He's good Let play. me tell you something. He was balling before he tore up his knee last year. Yeah. What, what was it he had uh, the year before? Double-digit touchdown catches? Yeah, like, Rodgers likes him, too. He, Rodgers oh. looks for him a lot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This kid, Rodgers can make that dude a pro bowler. I mean, he, he's got great hands. He's a good blocker. He just can't stay healthy, man. If he can Runs come back great routes, that, too, bro. Yes. If he comes Runs back off route. that ACL, um, that's another weapon Green Bay is going to need. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm speaking of which, I'm glad you brought up Green Bay. Keep an eye keep an eye on this name here. Romeo Dubs, wide receiver for Green Bay. Okay. You're talking about straight-ahead speed. Just keep an eye on us. all I'm going to say. Just keep an eye. Now, he was like a six-round pick or something like that. I mean, you, you, green, that's what Green Bay. Here's another example. They find these guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round you never heard of, and all of a sudden they'll make a name for them. Well, obviously, when you got Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers throwing them the football, it's not too hard to make a name for yourself if you stick with a Green Bay team. Yeah. But this kid, you know, I'm still waiting to see this Christian Watson I keep hearing so much about. But this kid, Romeo Dubs, um, I watched him play a little Romeo bit. Romeo Dubs, did he, did he play it? Played Nevada, uh, believe it was Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you did a game. Yeah. Didn't you do yeah, a game? I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He we played yes. with him. Yeah, uh, Carson Strong's favorite target. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> yes. This kid can go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Keep an eye, um, keep an eye on him. Okay. Well, I mean, look what they did with Ty Montgomery. Yes. Yeah. Running back slash everything, and he's still yep. doing it. He's with New he's England still, right now, yeah. doing the same thing. Exactly. Running back wearing number eighty-eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, where was he? he was in uh, New Orleans last year. He was yeah. in New Orleans. Same exact thing. Yep. Yeah. He's and you know another, another one who's made like a name for himself as a running back, Corderell Patterson. You know, he was a wide receiver. Yeah, now he's, he's a turned back. himself into a real good player, man. Yeah, he is. You know, where's he at now? Um, is he he's still in Atlanta? Isn't he? Yeah. I think he's still in Atlanta. Yeah. I he had he a good year that. for them last year. 
No, I, I think he's in New England, if I'm not mistaken. Patterson is not Patterson? Be, Yeah, he might not. He might not be there. I, I thought he not. was in Atlanta. I thought he was down I, in Atlanta still. I, yeah. I have honestly. I thought he was still in Atlanta. I didn't hear he moved. Maybe he moved. I don't know. But I didn't think they were going to pay him for uh, some reason. All right, let me see. He's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Okay. In he Atlanta, as their, as their number one uh, running back. Uh, That's right unbelievable. Now. Yeah, yeah. They, he listen, he's he's at their number as their number one. So there's that. Um, and the the other boy. This one is scary. And did you see the Akeem Talib story? No. Yes, familiar with this one? All right. So his brother is a youth football coach in Dallas, and he's suspected of shooting and killing the, the opposite coach that they played against uh, on what? Saturday night. Wait, wait. Say that again? So Akeem Tlaib's brother, his name is – it's it's Y-A-Q-U-B. Yaqub Tlaib uh, is uh, suspected in the Saturday night shooting that killed a man in the Dallas area. Authorities have not yet identified the man, but the family and friends say he was the coach of the other team. He's not in custody. As of Sunday, there's a warrant out for his arrest. Apparently, Akib is an assistant coach with him. He was at the game at the time. So there's a lot of stuff going on here, man. There's a lot of stuff what? going on. When did this just happen? Happened Saturday. Jeez. Oh my goodness! What they, you know? He didn't sign back. They didn't sign him back to be a, a broadcaster this year. He's apparently he's associated with this Thursday night with the uh, Amazon. He's got some kind of role really? there. So I don't know how how that's going to play out. I don't. Again, I, he was there. I don't know. That's all they're saying right now. Jeez. But yeah, bad, bad, bad stuff. How does that happen, man? I mean, what is going on? I know. Man, something uh, in the water in this country, man. I'm telling you, the stuff is out of control. So I'll right give you. Man. I'll read you out of the story. This is from the Associated Press. Um, coaches with the U. The, the other team that they were playing is was called the DEA Dragons. Identified the man uh, killed as the as coach Mike Hickman. Uh, that's according to WFAA in Dallas. Uh, the president of this of this youth organization, his name is Mike Freeman, said the dispute began when Hickman, the other coach went to pick up a ball and someone kicked it away and then something all hell broke loose and yeah, somebody's dead. So all goodness. Yeah. Awful. Jeez. But anyway, I, yeah, I, I didn't know if you guys had seen that or not, but it's no. uh, wow. Eesh, pretty scary. Um, Lamar Jackson, yep. uh, according to a, a, you know, a lot of people, he's not afraid to take this thing the distance. If they don't have a deal done before the regular season starts, he's shutting it down. And he'll ride it out. So and he's I, his own agent, right? His mom is it's he and his, his mom. mom. Yeah. Well, you know what? He set the boundaries now. Let's see. You know, Baltimore said they want to keep him. Let's see if Baltimore steps it up. You got a few weeks to go. You know, I don't blame him. Do you want to be talking about this the no. whole season? You're trying to play football. And his teammates don't either. No, his teammates don't want to be talking about this stuff. They want to try to talk about getting their respect back that they lost last year. That's all 100%. they want to talk about. Yep. And, you know, staying healthy, man, because that team, if there was a team that was a mass unit yet last year, that team was it. Yeah. And with all the talent they had on the IR, they had a Pro Bowl team sitting on the IR. Yeah. You know, so, I, you know, I don't blame him, man. I don't That's crazy they did, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be stepping to the podium every day talking about my contract. Yeah, totally. You know, if I'm worth that kind of money, all I hear is what I'm thinking. If Kyler Murray got what he got, I know I'm worth more than Kyler Murray. Well, and he's looking at the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got, and he's saying – Oh, my you goodness. know, I'm a good citizen, man. I'm not, you're not yeah. dealing with any of that stuff with me. So yes. what's up? You know, so exactly. I, I guarantee that's a piece of this thing too. My money's um, coming, you know, so. Yeah, 
No question. There's no question about it. All right, let's. Uh, we'll get a quick one here. We'll come back. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff, including that story I mentioned earlier about Houston and uh, just a, just a really really cool thing. We'll talk about that. There was almost a perfect game. Really good on this date. Some birthdays, all kinds of stuff. We'll do that when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ella, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. And uh, we're here. We are still here. So, um, hi. Hi, everybody. All right, let me give you the good story. We'll give you a little <laughs> We'll give you a little bonus. All right? I don't know where Xander is, but well, it's all right. We're all good. Uh, so, Alex Bregman, take a lunch break. <laughs> Alex Bregman of the Astros, really good player. Um, they uh, So, the Astros did a really nice thing for the Uvalde community we know that the awful tragedy that, that occurred there at their school it was called the rob elementary school robb um so they bust 500 family and friends they took a bunch like 10 buses out there brought the brought a lot of the kids to the game before the game uh bregman and dusty baker the manager and some other folks met with the kids and they had great conversations with them etc cetera, etc cetera. one little girl says to alex bregman can you hit a home run for me today and of course, what Come are you going to say? Man. Right. So Bregman's like, probably, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, he's going back like, oh my God, it's hard enough to hit a home run. Anyway, he hits a home run in the game. Wow. So he, yeah. So, you know, and, and then after he was great after the game, he's like, look, anything I can do to give them, you know, peace for two hours, sure. I'm in. Count me in. Uh, but yeah, he went yard for that little girl. So that's, that's pretty freaking that's like cool, a, man. That's like a Seinfeld episode when uh, Kramer is trying to get this autographed picture by the Yankees from this boy sitting <laughs> in a hospital bed, and he says, "I can get Paul O'Neill to hit you two home runs." Yeah, and Paul O'Neill's like, "Who? What'd you? What'd you make that promise yeah. for? Who guaranteed that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the inside the parking didn't count, and he's oh. wrestling with a kid for the autographed picture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Classic Kramer, man. Oh man, classic Kramer. I like the one where he's the ball boy at uh at the uh, oh, the tennis uh, U.S. Court? Open, yeah, oh. the U.S. Open. <laughs> it tackles the tennis player. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, All goodness. right, uh, Xander, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick time out here, and we'll come back and Five, we'll keep it rolling. Yeah, uh, so four, we will we will be right three, back, everybody. Two, Don't move. One. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Segment Sports Day. Eric and Barry Brooks, Rob Ellis, on this Monday. Let's hit those like buttons, folks. We appreciate everybody hanging with us. That's for sure. And by the way, go back and check out any of our interviews, JacobSports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We just uh, wrapped up a little bit earlier in the show with you, Douglas, who will be going into the Eagles Hall of Fame on uh, November 27th when they take on the Packers. So happy for Hugh and Trent Cole. Trent Cole, another friend of the show who. Uh, who was much deserving, very underrated Eagle, in my opinion. All right, so um, let's hit a couple other odds and ends here, guys. Uh, Drew Rasmussen took a perfect game into the ninth yesterday for the Rays, gave it up on the very first pitch of the top of the ninth, and that was it, man. That was it for him. That's a bummer, man. I, you know what? I don't I, I don't care who does it. It's just so fascinating, especially with the athletic prowess of baseball players today. If you have a pitcher who can come that close to pitching and no hitter, man, you just want to see him get it because yes. it's such a rarity in baseball. And to have it happen in the last inning, your first pitch in the last inning is like, ah, oh. if you're going to have and it, he handled it. Eighth inning. Yeah, you know. He took it much better than I will. He was just like, look, it happens. I would be destroyed, man. I yeah, mean, man, you get that like, close. <laughs> I don't want to talk tough. to anybody. I don't want to talk about how it happened. Whether yeah. it was a bad pitch, he just happened lucky swing, whatever it is. I don't want to talk right now. Can I, I talk to you tomorrow, people? Not today. I just I'm not in the mood right now. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You well just want to like leave it alone. Like, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I mean, yeah. for real. That's yeah, tough. It is tough. Uh, so the Rangers, another another firing of a manager in baseball. The Rangers have fired Chris Woodward. He's gone. Uh, they were 61, 51 and 63 in third yeah. place. In the AL West, uh, their third base coach, Tony Beasley, uh, will take over for the rest of this season. I guess you do it at this point to see, like, was it really him? Are we just not good enough? Whatever. Clearly, they they have a pretty high payroll for a team that's underachieving, and he's out. They're not making the playoffs anyway, so they want to just get a different look to to this thing. I think the Phillies – you look at why the Phillies do it that early. They're trying to salvage the season. I don't think the Rangers have any thoughts that they're going to turn this thing around and get in the playoffs. They just want to see – you know, more of kind of what they have and how much was on the manager. I would guess just, just my, uh, my thought on that. So he is, he's out. I think um, he just lost the team though. I think that's more sort of, you know, 
Jesus I agree. The team, yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right, on this date, on this date, August fifteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Do you guys know what took place? Major event, wow, major music 15th. event, music. August. Woodstock. 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 Boom, boom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right on. It took place you- in Bethel, New York. Would yeah. you want? Would you? Would you have? If you could, would you have attended that? I've read so much about Woodstock through the years in history, and you know me, I don't like crowds to begin with. Right. And when you think about, when you think about how that particular area was chosen for Woodstock, and the traffic was backed up for miles just to get in there. Yep. And then you had all the craziness going on with there. Would you have wanted to be a part of that to say you were there? I'm torn on this one, Derek, because okay. a do I want to be, you know, just rolling around in filth for three or four days without showering and nobody around go. me showering in, in mud and gross? That doesn't really appeal to me, right? However, I get a chance to see Jimi Hendrix and, you know, Crosby, Stills, and oh, Nash man. and yeah. some of the other bands that were there that day, man. I, I go back and forth on it. To tell you the truth, I think I would have sucked up how gross it would have been. Really? And I would have gone. Yeah, I would have gone. Now remember, you're, you're much younger person. You're not thinking it's gross, though. You're not thinking that yeah. day was going to be that gross. Matter no, you're fact, not. It would be a, it'd be a red badge of courage. Hey, man, I didn't shower for three or four days. I'm partying with everybody. You know, there's there's drugs flowing. There's alcohol flowing. Sex I don't everywhere. remember most of oh, it. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember most of it, but I know I was there. That's all I remember. Now, what what about you, Barry? Would you have wanted to be there? I'm not a big music guy, but I'd like to see everything that was going on. Yeah. You know, I'm not really a music guy, though. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't, I, don't, there I, ain't. I don't listen to music now. Really? Not for real, for real. Nah. There ain't no way on this planet I would have been there. No way. No way. That's too many people. Too many people. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I, I think I think for that moment, <laughs> I would have got out of my comfort level a little bit and just done it. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah yeah. Butler, stop thinking like grumpy old men. The answer is yes. Yeah, Jeremiah, <laughs> thank you. We're on the same page. No, bro. No. What John Dickerson to say, free love. There's a lot of free love going there on there. There was a lot yeah, of free man. love. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> hey. Yep. Back in that day, penicillin was, was popular. Yeah, you would have needed it. You would have needed it, man. Yes. Man, geez. I hear no th- No, thank you. Yeah, there would have been some immediate trips to the doctor's office of the emergency room problem. Um, all right, so let me give you a couple birthdays because it's a good yeah, it's a good birthday day today. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, Ben Affleck's fifty, very accomplished. Uh, Mr. J Lo uh, is fifty. They're married now, right? We we've established. Yeah, I believe so. Who knows? She's married every other year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. She's got more rings than the Cowboys over the last twenty five years. <laughs> J-Lo. Oh, you that was a good one. Right oh. oh. Take that, Jerry Jones. Take it. Ben, ben Affleck ben gets a lot of notoriety for his role as Batman. Yep. I thought his best movie, and I'll argue this until I'm dead, was The Accountant. You ever see that movie? It's good yes. and weird. It's good it's and weird. weird. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's, a, he's an autistic lawyer. Yes. But he's also like this hired assassin. And he's trained in, in like the martial arts. Too. Yes. Dude, like, that movie is great. That's a that, great movie. That's a different. It's a very different concept, man. Like who yes. came up with that? Right? Yes. Yeah. Noises, noises. You know, kind of set him off. Set him set off, him. and he yeah. has to do it. And he has a he, he he uses this as as a um as a trigger pain to to just help him focus and get back to where yes. he is. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Derek. That's a it's a it's a weird good movie. It is. I love a, that movie. Uh, hey, Bear, I really like. Go ahead. Did you did you see the movie at home or did you watch it at your desk at work? I can't remember. I'm just asking for a friend. You're being smart, but I, was, <laughs> I, I probably was at work. I probably was at work. <laughs> See, how did you how did you weasel that shot at him <laughs> from out of nowhere? You RKO'd be, because yeah. earlier he was accusing me of, of something. I'm sitting there listening to him give his story. Come on, Derek, don't play well, me I was like accusing that. you. Like, of what are you talking about now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did it on purpose now to get back at you for accusing <laughs> oh, me earlier. God. That was even for you. That was impressive the way you weaved yeah, that exactly. shot like in that? there, man. That was awesome. And then one of your favorite singers, uh, Joe Jonas, is his birthday. That's right. That's Wait, that's Derek's favorite. What? He's 33. Or you love the Jonas Brothers. They're your yeah, okay. favorite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, hey, I'm going to throw this in there because I agree with John on this one. I, my favorite Ben Affleck movie is The Town. I like The Town. Yeah, the Town was, good, was good, yeah. Good yeah. movie. And he yeah, directed that, too. He was he was very yes. good in that. Yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. 32. She's only 32, man. She made she Silver Linings Playbook when she was 22 years old. Yes. And what an I Oscar! Know, I don't know her from that. I, I know her from uh, the the mocking. What are they called? Uh, oh, the college. Hunger Games. Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yeah. yeah. yeah Dude, she Games. won an she won an Oscar, an Academy Award for her role in uh, Silver Lining Playbook. Never watched it. It's it's good. She's great in it. I think she's great in it. Um, you know she she's the highest paid female actri- actress in the world. What? I didn't, I didn't know. Yes, that. and she's only thirty two. Wow. Wow. I didn't know Think she had that kind that. of juice, man. Like she's a yes. really good actress, but I didn't yes. know she had that kind of juice. Okay. You know, oh, they yeah. filmed silver lining playbooks in my old neighborhood. Really? In, about? in, in upper Darby. They did. They did. Yep. Right What's on South about? Madison Avenue. They filmed that. Barrett's uh, never seen see? it. Rob. You got to see about? that Barrett. It's a lot of Eagles ties. Uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper, the guy who wrote it, David O. Russell's from South Jersey. And it's, a, it's De Niro plays this superstitious father. He sits there in a Bill Berge Jersey and, uh yeah. Bradley Cooper wears a Deshaun Jackson jersey in, in the movie. They go to a tailgate at one point. Uh it's a it's a different kind of movie. It's a little it's different, but I liked it. Um Napoleon Bonaparte, one of your favorites, Derek. It was the real one. Seven, yeah, the real one, 1769. He was born. <laughs> um who French, else? He, French? he was, we oui, we. Oui. Yes, he was a military uh leader for France. Uh Anthony Anderson is 52. Years yeah. old, blackish. I can't believe he's uh, in his fifties. Oh my god! Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NYPD, Law and Order. Oh, oh yeah. The real. You ever see him in the Real Husbands of Hollywood? You ever watch that comedy series? Yes. No, that no, series was ridiculous. Kevin Hart. I don't know if it's still in production. Okay. But dude, it's about all these men of Hollywood, and, and dude, and all of them are like buddies, car playing buddies, but they're always trying to get the best of Kevin Hart and pulling pranks on him. You, oh, dude, you got to see an episode. Okay, I can check that out. Made, uh, when he made the copy of himself, the clone of himself. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness! This show is hilarious, Rob. All right, he man, that guy works a lot. He's, he's yeah, he always does. something going on. Uh, Boban Marjanovic, uh, Tob- Tobias Harris's buddy. He's thirty-four years old, former Sixer. Uh, oh, wow. Julia Child, the cooking, yeah. uh, whatever she was. She uh, yep. was born yes, in nineteen. Don't yeah. you have to take the turkey out and put Do you know? Did I you know? She was British. She's not British. No. She's born in yeah. California. Yep. Is she? I thought she was you, British. Did I did you not know, know that. Was, did you know she was 6'2"? Six 6'2"? Two? Six no. two? She was 6'2". Wow. No, wow. I didn't know that. She seemed like this little frail individual. She post you up in the kitchen, Gunner. Right. Oh, yeah, for real, man. <laughs> Slam dunk me with a turkey Seriously, or something, man. man. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, the late great, uh, was born yep. in 85. Yep. No longer yep. with us. 
Uh, Deborah Messing from Will and Grace. Will and Grace, yeah. Lord, that's Lord. all I got. You got any other ones? Yeah. Um, um, oh Chief yeah. Keith. Chicago. Oh, Chief rapper. Keith. Yep. Chief yep. Keith. That's another one. That what about another. uh? What about Natasha Hendricks, uh, who played in the Species movie? Whoa. She um, was uh, she was strong back in, in the, the day. whole. T- yeah. Oh, but wait. What do you mean strong, bro? What do you, you mean know, good actress? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, she was in a, a, <laughs> have a drink cheers I thought, I thought her best movie actually was uh, the whole 10 yards with uh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry and Amanda oh, I forgot she was in that yeah she Dude, was that, like, that movie is hilarious yeah. What? Oh, you re- oh you remember Species, right? Why? Oh, yes. <laughs> I just it was a good movie. I like the script. Good writing. Great writing. Huh? Yeah. Oh um, my goodness. All right, movies. There's some good ones. Apocalypse Now, 1979. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the all time. Yeah, you guys. If you haven't seen it, it's an all timer. Uh, Expendables oh, two and three came out on this day. Both same days. Two, two years apart. Yeah. Two years apart. Yep. Two years apart. Exactly right. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians in 2018. I thought that was a good also. movie. Yeah, really yeah. good. My, only reason I watched it because my daughter and my wife said you got to watch this with us. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I watched the movie. I was uh-huh. pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed the whole concept of the movie. It was really good. It's on a lot, but it, it was. It is. You can catch it a lot now, but it's a really good yeah. movie. People haven't watched. Not that old. Four years old. Uh, I miss any any. Uh, yeah, uh, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, Jabari's oh. favorite movie, Freddy versus Jason. Actually, that wasn't that. bad. That wasn't bad, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that was a box office. Mirrors. Yep. Which one? Mirrors. I never Mirrors. saw Mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saw, that. Take, I never saw that. one. You can't take away this is a cold following this the Cheetah Girls. The oh, Cheetah yeah. Girls. I didn't yeah, watch that one like either. Cold following to that, bro. Yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't watch that one. The Larry Sanders Show. I love Larry Sanders. I never Larry watched Shannon. it. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched it. I, I watched one or two episodes, but never followed it. It was very good. It was. It was like a. It, it was essentially like he was playing Carson yep. in a lot of ways, and some of the stuff that went on behind the scenes, like the insecurity and all the other stuff. It was. It was pretty good. Yeah. See, the Larry Sanders Show to me was the way I felt. Uh, I watched a couple of episodes, but like Seinfeld. Um, what's another one? Friends. These are show a uh, Big Bang Theory. These are shows I looked at one or two episodes initially. I said, eh. and four or five years later, people are still talking about them. I had to go backtrack and catch up. And I was like, yeah. even today, if Seinfeld's on, Seinfeld's always on late at night, 12, yeah, 30, 1 o'clock at night. Yep. I watch Seinfeld. I go to bed, um, Derek. You what? I go to bed. I don't anybody got to, ain't nobody got time for that in my house. Derek, Derek. is a night owl, man. My house is, is a zoo. Night owl. I, I never, I, I never, like, I never watched Seinfeld. I may have seen at the most. I've seen maybe twelve episodes, complete episodes of Seinfeld. Damn! My wife is a is a gift. Bought me the entire collection of Seinfeld episodes. Um, I've watched every one of them. Yeah, yeah, it still holds up. It still holds up strong. When when the pilot talked about a show about nothing, that's exactly what the concept is. It's a show about nothing, hundred percent. But it's funny. The perfect cast. (laughs) It is funny. Yeah, brilliant. And the perfect ending, Rob, to the entire series. Was when they when they get busted in that small town in New England, and yep. all of them stars from the past shows come together to dime out all three of them. Yeah. For stuff all the they people they screwed the over for years yes. came back. And, <laughs> oh yeah, to haunt them. even yeah. even a, even a little old lady who Jerry stole a loaf of bread from running down. Yeah, the, street. the marble cake. She stole the marble cake. Me, he told her yeah, an old bag. Yeah give, yeah, give me the give me the bag, your old bag. <laughs> I'm 
I'm dying laughing, man. I love this show. Yes. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I never good. watched it, you know. So I, I mean, I, I like I said, I've seen those episodes, but I, I just, yeah, it, it's never. You know what you I know. did that with Bar- I, I, I missed the first season, and then I watched the first season uh, and back and went watch it all. Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, I didn't I watch, still it. Yep. watched it. Oh man, Gunner. Oof. My brother is on my it. case. He said, "How have you not watched this?" Because you know, he knows I like shows like that. I've not. I've you not would love that, that show. Love it. Really? I'm telling you, man. Yes. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. How many seasons yeah. is it? There's probably like seven seasons around. I, I'm going to say around seven seasons. I don't know. Seven off the top seasons. Of my head. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a lot of catching up to do. Dude, I don't have that kind of free time. And in they're my an life hour anymore, too. Man. Like, yeah, you got to really dedicate some time if you're going to do it. You know what I watched last night? I watched 13 Lives. What? It's a Ron Howard movie uh, about these kids in Thailand who went into a cave. They were, they were playing soccer. Rode their bikes home from soccer practice, went into this cave in Thailand, and a monsoon hit, and they got trapped in wow. there. And oh, that's people, right, yeah. Dude, it's awesome. These people from all around the world, so based on a true story, all around the world, from England, from all over, came to help them, and these divers wow. and these Navy SEALs, and the whole thing trying to get them out, and how they – I don't want to give anything away, but uh, it's, it's, it's really wow. well done. Really well done. Speak, if you get a speaking to of stuff out. like that, I, I know you got. Do you ever watch the Thirty for Thirty series on ESPN? Yes. You ever watch those? Did yeah. you ever see the one of the nineteen sixty two Ole Miss football? You know, it was the only year they ever went undefeated. Um, I don't think I saw the Miss. You got. Uh, I mean, you want to see. A, you want to see a powerful segment. Watch that segment about the racial volatile situation on that campus when the first African American enrolled into Ole Miss University. And uh, President Kennedy had to send in a National Guard just to sneak them in on campus. And okay. they talked to members of that 1962 football team and they said they could have competed. And, they, and I don't know how it happened. They finished third in the national championship voting. Nobody could touch this team. This team was loaded. And so a lot of the old players are still alive. And they incorporated them. They uh, incorporate the first black student ever to go to Ole Miss. Dude, you talk okay. – the way they missed, mixed football with a racially – explosive time in our country is one of the best 30 for 30s i've ever I'm watching watched. that i'll, I'll that yeah. yeah you don't i'm on it i'm on it yeah um all right we're out of time uh good stuff guys already it. It was, i know it heck? was fun today it was fun as always we keep it rolling tomorrow same time appreciate all you in the chat room all you streaming all you listening our producer xander he is he's here he's he's out of the bathroom and he's here are you he sure you sure i think I think. Um, so great job out of everybody. Uh, stay tuned. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Don't move. For Five. Derek and Barrett, I'm Four. Rob. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk Two. to you tomorrow. One. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.